Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal layer! 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 Sometimes they talk about other stuff. The metal layer! But mostly they talk about metal. The metal layer! But sometimes they talk about other stuff too, yeah. The metal layer! The metal layer! The metal layer! And now, your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist. Hello, and thanks for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. The Metalist Podcast. I'm still Dave. I'm still Jason. Today, joining us, our good friend Liz. Say hi, Liz. Hey, guys. So, I think I'm going to mix it up a little this time. And start off with the question, well, okay, so I guess the first thing I should do is say, today we're talking about a band from Denmark that's really into the 50s. <laughs> we're talking about Volbeat. Uh, when we approached Liz about doing an episode, she uh, asked if we could do this. Uh, why did you choose Volbeat? I fell in love with them about 10 to 12 years ago uh, due to a love of both rockabilly and metal. And coming across them is just something a little bit more unique than what you hear in everyday metal scene, hard rock scene. For sure. Uh, what was your first exposure to them? So it's kind of a silly story. I was living with a girl who was a little bit more rockabilly, and I was a little bit more metal. Nice. And I was flipping through a magazine, and I saw an article on a band that was <laughs> Elvis metal. So I had to read the article. I told her about it. We downloaded one of the albums, and the rest is kind of history. Nice. I like peanut butter. Yeah. I like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dig it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you know? What album that would have been on by chance? That the first album we listened to was Rock the Rebel, Metal the Devil. Uh, is that the second one? It's the second okay, one. Okay, cool. I'm really shitty with names, and then when I saw like. All their mm-hmm. album titles are kind of like I just say like I hate that? their album names? Oh, man. Let's <laughs> pick a fucking name, Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> They've Christ. tamed down in recent years on that yeah. a little bit. Well, so, so <laughs> you know, that's how we usually start these things is with the first exposure. So it's, it's yeah. funny because that's kind of where I came into. I, I, I want to say, I don't know what came first. It might have been a magazine article in, like, mm. Revolver or something like yeah. that. And, um I'm not, it's one of those things, sometimes I'm like really sure where I saw something, and then other times I'm not. And uh, this is one of those things, but I do recall seeing something about, hey, yeah, exactly, Elvis metal. Because mm-hmm. like, that's something I always wanted to do. Me and my buddy Dave, because he's got an affinity for uh, like Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper mm-hmm. and all that, you know, 50s stuff. So we were talking about, oh, it'd be fun to do a 50s metal band, and then I see these guys roll in, and I was just like, well, so much for <laughs> fucking that. Put a bullet in that particular brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I totally was getting into like in the early to mid two thousands. I was getting into a lot of Tiger Army and 
and some of the psychobilly stuff that right. was on yeah. the scene. And I've always kind of enjoyed going to punk and psychobilly shows as well. So it kind of tied everything together nicely. Yeah, no, for sure. I uh, I want to say it was music choice, but it, I don't know if music choice is still a thing. But you know, whatever cable satellite, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I had at the time had the metal channel, and uh, I would have heard Caroline leaving, which is the first song off the first album, appropriately enough, as I discovered yesterday. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, I can see what these guys are driving at, and then it kind of progresses from there. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Jason? Uh, prior to I guess this was it two. Oh wait, no. Probably like two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Two, three. Since, it, well, since you brought it up. Because you talked to her about it at the Godhammer show, right? Right. Yeah. It's been a month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I listened to it until probably like a couple weeks ago. Prior to that, man, I think I'd only ever heard Warriors Call. I always call it the Hibbity Hobbity Boo song. Like, Hibbity Bobbity Boo Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I fucking did not like it. But I also didn't know what it was. I I just I've heard it a bunch of times. Like, I think the first time I heard of the band, jeez, I don't even, I don't even fucking know. I remember hearing it. It's probably on the radio or something. Cause I don't think I've, I've ever known anybody who actually had a CD or or listen, actively listened to them. So it's probably probably something on the radio. And it was I think it was that song. Cause I mean, prior to this week, literally that's the only fucking song of theirs I've ever heard. Mm. That I knew was them. So then I found out, I've heard one other song of theirs, uh, Still Counting. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember hearing that song. I actually thought it was Clutch um, <laughs> the first time I heard it. It's just the music. Like, it sounds like something Clutch would do. Right. But I remember listening to that song at, at the gym. I heard it at the gym. I've heard it at the gym several times, like, actually, both of, the, both of them. I feel like that's a good workout song. I mean, Warriors <laughs> Call, like, almost sounds like they wrote that, like, kind of like Crush Em right, by Megadeth. Yeah, the, like, they wrote it for sporting events yeah. or, you know, UFC or... Like, it should be the UFC fucking theme music, <laughs> dude. Like, mm-hmm. that song should be that, because, I mean, it's kind of that... It's that kind of song. But I think when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is for, like... This is, like, music for those dudes that, like, are super proud and vocal about the fact that they're an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, just because the first line in this... I mean, it's oh, yeah. just the first line in the yeah, fucking song yeah. or whatever. Like, Absolutely. But I also have that side of me, too. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm definitely not alone. <laughs> you know? I think we all do. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that, I really had no exposure to them at all. I mean, all, virtually none, dude. Like, I mean, the name comes up every once in a while, but, I mean, this is the first I've really listened to them, and it was kind of fucking weird. I Well, when I asked you what you wanted, when I asked Liz what she yeah. wanted to talk about, a big thing like we try to do, especially at least your first time on the show with guests, the first time the guest is on the show, I don't care how big the band is. I want it to be a band that they're fucking passionate about. Something that they're going to fucking, something you can fucking talk about for hours. Not saying we want every fucking episode to be fucking three hours long like death, but I want it's something to be able to, you, you're not just going to fucking sit there and be like, oh, this song's cool. This song's kind of cool. Yeah. I want right. it to be something you're fucking into. And so she said Volbeat, and like my, my first fucking, <laughs> my first brain was like, ugh. Like, <laughs> no! You know, like, um, <laughs> but then I thought, fuck, like, no, like, this will be, this will be cool. This is the first time we've done an episode of something that I really don't fucking like. 
Because, I mean, Hammerfall is, like, it's power metal, dude. Like, I know I like some power metal and don't necessarily think Hammerfall is awesome, but I like that fucking style of music. And this stuff was, like, I knew enough about it, I guess, to where it was, like, yeah, I don't really like this style of music. Because I have heard the term Elvis metal. And growing up in the, in the 80s, like, that was a big thing. You know, Elvis is still alive. You know, that sort of thing. I guess it's not that big of a deal now because he'd be, like, 95 years old or some shit. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd be Give fucking take, old yeah. as fuck, right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah and we would have so. known by now with with the, as fast as information travels. We definitely would know if Elvis was still alive. But it was a big thing when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, the term Elvis metal. And, you know, I was, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is what Elvis would sound like if he was, you know, He'd been cryogenically frozen and came back and decided to form a band with Metallica. Yeah. Which brings me to the next thing. So yeah. my recipe for this band is basically, I mean, aside from Elvis Metal, it's like if you took a guy from a cover band from Five Finger Death Punch and a guy from Load Reload Era Metallica cover band, probably called Gimme Fuel. Apologize if there's already a band oh, called that. That's good. But, <laughs> and then... Buddy Holly was cryogenically frozen, and he came out of fucking out of the freezing process. And you have him writing the music, but here's the kicker: I've only ever heard one other singer that sounds even remotely like this dude. And we're gonna get into—I'm gonna say who it is now. But there's a thing about that I'm gonna say in just a minute. But dude, if Keith Caputo, not Mina, if Keith Caputo fucking was the singer, that oh, and all of them. Okay, no wait. Four of them are named Kyle, and they all drink Monster. <laughs> That's well the recipe for this fucking band. Dude. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up because I remember they did a Josta interview with what's it? Uh, Michael is his name? Michael uh, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Josta like first started doing the podcast six years ago or so, and I wish I still had access to that because I that could have been really handy for this. But I recall him bringing up that people have told him that he sounded like. Uh, like when it was Keith in the, you know, at least River Runs Red, maybe. That's uh, what, yeah, specifically River Runs Red. That's yeah the only other singer I've ever fucking heard that sounds like this dude. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I think the first time I heard it, I made a joke. I was like, this sounds like Danzig on Red Bull. But the more I listen to it, man, I'm like, you know, he doesn't sound like Glenn Danzig that much. It sounds like fucking Keith. No, absolutely. And even, even Keith before. Like, it's creepy. Yeah, even before <laughs> Keith became Mina. Like that voice was changed. Every record sounds different, yeah, especially yeah. the more there are. Like, like if you listen yeah. to River Runs Red, Versus and you listen Soul Searching Sun, is or, that what it's called? Yeah, but even even the newest well, one, there's like a oh, gradual yeah, yeah. thing to like where you're like, oh, because like now now Mina sounds like um, and has for a while uh, like like Scott Weiland. Okay. Yeah, hmm. but that's for a lack of yeah. the episode. Uh, but yeah. he acknowledges that people have at least told him that, and I don't remember if he said he did or didn't like. <laughs> But no, Dan, or, uh, Danzig's a big one too, and they, uh, as I discovered last night, uh, there was a bonus track for their fourth album, Angel I believe. Fuck. Yeah, where they covered Angel Fuck, <laughs> and so, and I, and I swear, I recall this being correct, where where he said he liked um, Misfits, but he wasn't actually familiar with Danzig solo material. How so does that's that interesting. Even that's weird. I, I talk to people that do that all the time. Huh. I, I talk to people yeah. that like Danzig that have never even heard the Misfits. I could see that because Misfits is older. Yeah, Yeah, and like like they never had radio play like Danzig did. You know what I mean? Like it is, it could be two different camps. Who hasn't heard Mother? I mean, I'm sure he's heard it. It, He's probably not familiar with 
the rest of the stuff because that's the only real radio play Danzig ever really got. So yeah, true. It's, it's like Black Flag and Henry or and Rollins band. You know, Black Flag's this legendary, influential band, but Rollins was the one. As crazy it is to think now, that was the MTV hit. Oh yeah, that performed for sure. on the Grammys. Sure. That's yeah, another sure. episode for another thing too. <laughs> but like, like it's interesting because it does seem like. Yeah, there is a wide swath of, like, influences, but it's really only one or two things from each of those worlds. You got, um, he, he lists Elvis and Johnny Cash as kind mm-hmm. of the more rockabilly, you know, 50s-ish influences. Yeah. And then it seems like, unless, like, there's just, like, a bunch of interviews where he's like, oh, I like this, this, and this, too. He also lists, from metal specifically, it's clearly, by far and away, Metallica. And then uh, he also listed Slayer, and I was just like, it's only in little bits and pieces that I kind of picked up on that because, like, yeah. it's those kind of seasons in the abyss. Um, one of the notes for one of my songs in parentheses <laughs> says Slayer riff. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like when Slayer, like, influenced the hardcore scene, it was that. It was but those yeah, it's, kids it's, were it's doing like, that. It's a couple of songs. Yeah. Well, it's a couple songs that shows through. Yeah, and and then like there's one that straight up I was like, oh, this is Dead Skin Mask. Maybe with a different note. You know what I mean? <laughs> that um, might be one of my songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm a little iffy with the uh, the titles, but uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then from the punk world, you know, he, he credited Social D, which mm-hmm. where I guess it really didn't come into prominence oh, until I didn't the fourth even think or fifth. Of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. It makes sense. And then obviously, you know, a little bit of Misfits. So it's like. Little bits of all these different worlds, but like just those little bits, and that's it's interesting. That's specifically what really comes through. <laughs> so, speaking of some of these influences, so uh, Metallica was actually kind of their first way into touring the U.S. Right. They opened up for Metallica, and that's kind of how they got their start in the U.S. Um, Lars and Michael are from the same town in Denmark. So they met somehow, and the rest is history as far as their touring in the U.S. But on another note, with some of these influences, I don't know if you guys are aware, Michael Polson's original band, Dominus, is a death Death metal, metal groove metal band. Yeah. Did you did you guys listen to this at all? I have. It's been a little while since I, I didn't listened listen to, to it. So I was like, okay, cool, Spotify. It's not on there. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't listen to it. I couldn't so find I, it on Spotify. I, had to go on I was YouTube. just like, yeah, I don't get on YouTube, on YouTube very much. So yeah. Oh, it's just trippy because I did find, and this was the first time I'd heard mm-hmm. this. Um, each album does sound different from one another, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And apparently, the third album. So now here here's another thing I need to bring up is. Yep. Is it Volbeat or Volbeat? Now that I know where they got the name from, mm. is that, what? What is it actually? I've, I've heard it both ways. That's yeah. why sometimes I'll just be like Volbeat, and yeah. other times I say Volbeat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've I've always heard Volbeat, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think a, I've ever heard a radio announcer say their name. Like I don't because I don't listen to radio. Three sometimes does mm-hmm. when they play their songs. Do they say it the same way every time? Or yeah. They say yeah, Vol- I've they always say heard Volbeat, yeah. It must just be, because like now I know it stands for Volume Beat, because mm-hmm, that was the yep. name of... Uh, the third album the, of Dominus. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. kind of figured that's <laughs> what it was from. Could be, could, because like whenever I've seen... Oh, can we just talk about the fucking album art? The first three albums? Dude, I fucking love that style of art. It reminds me of like breweries. Yeah, no, for sure. It, yeah, it does conjure a specific thing. It, it reminds me of the first Dillinger album too, where it's like a yeah. really big close-up on a piece of machinery or whatever. I like um, the I like the fucking uh, no definition, stark, 
thing we kind of talked about in the Sepultura thing with like Nation. Like it's a cross between like craft beer breweries and propaganda. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Two tone. I just always yeah yeah very two tone silhouette type thing. I, I've mm. always loved that kind of artwork, but I did notice that it was at the first three years that all of them when they put the band name the VOL is a different is mm-hmm. usually filled in. And the beat part is usually outlined. Yeah. Yep. It makes a lot more sense now knowing that whole story. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. yeah. when I saw that and I'd seen it before, uh, that was when I really thought like, I mean, what would vol like volunteer or volume? That mm-hmm. was the only two things I was really coming up with. And I was like, oh, yeah, volunteer beat. That's eh. I mean, not like volume beat makes much more sense. <laughs> you know, I guess. <laughs> no, for sure. I uh I mean, it just puts things into a lot of context now. It's like it's like Deftones. What, what right. does that mean, right? Uh, so right. it's an interesting enough name, and it's interesting because that that you see in that album, the seeds are definitely sown for what was to come. Because like the first two albums and EP, it's very stark, you know, straight up death metal. Mm-hmm. I also you know, kind of feel like this is what Al Capone would listen to if I he see was that. still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, or I guess not if he was still alive because he'd probably be listening to some really old shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> he'd be miserable too if he was still alive. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. I just I don't know. It's probably just the artwork on some of the no, albums, like you. real Peaky Blinders type stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because um, there's a turn. Uh, I don't. I can't even figure out what the fucking fourth album is. Like like what what it is you're looking at. You know what I mean? It's it's a bunch of stuff. It's not it's not oh, a yeah. focused thing. You know. And then after that, oh, yeah. the cover. Yeah. And then the next two after yeah. that, so it's the is, one with the big muscle guy. No, Dude lives all fucking I think hard. Like, is he a boxer or something? That's I don't know. seal the deal and let's boogie. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one like I think the Peaky Blinders things comes from that that newest one where it has like the kids with the you know the yeah. fucking uh, what are those called Page Boy or whatever hats. The hats, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it reminds me of um, I can't think of any specific, but it's like Once Upon a Time in America or something. It's very yeah, that it's, sort of but thing. No, you're you're right too. Newsies, newsboy, yeah. you know. The, but they really like. I mean, as the albums go on, it's pretty crazy. Like they really incorporate. There's one album that I could. I could barely listen to it. There was so much like hillbilly stuff in it. Like I was just like, dude, this <laughs> is fuck, man. This is like just too much. I can I no. Jason's that got that sounds like it was probably Outlaw Gentleman and Shady Ladies. Yes, that's the one. Yes, <laughs> Which, I was just like, god damn it. I actually really love that album. <laughs> Which one's that? Well, one? if you like fucking rockabilly, that's it. Yeah, like, that's the to me that's the most rockabilly. Is that the or fifth least, one? I think it's fifth. Yeah, one. Yeah, it's their fifth album. Okay, there's definitely a turning point I noticed there, because like. The first one, it's very okay. We have a definitive like mm-hmm. idea for what we want. We love Load Metallica, uh, <laughs> and here's a bunch of that thing. Like like some of the sheer, not just the the running time, but like the amount of songs on some of these things. Yeah. I was a little mm-hmm. oh well because okay. of the album names. I was like, did they just have two albums and they just released it as one album? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's so many. There's like a lot of fucking tunes on there, but it's weird. They have yeah. the one fucking shout out. It's like. Like the thank you to the fans or whatever oh, that fucking yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And you know, and they got a couple covers on all the stuff. Like, yeah. actually, you know what? I think that might be the first thing I ever heard of them. Was only want to be with you. <laughs> yep. So, probably. Okay, because because I grew up when sure I did. I'm pretty sure that might actually be the first song of theirs I heard. Cause I know that song. Right. You know. There, there's a few where I'm just like not knowing beforehand. I was like, I swear I've heard this before. Kind of spaced that off, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's actually the first thing I remember hearing. I've nice. even written down like their most prominent covers here. So I'm so lonely I could cry, which is originally Hank Williams Sr., but covered by so many people: Elvis, Johnny Cash, L. Green, uh, Evanescence, Cowboy Junkies. 
Um, Evanescence did it. Apparently. <laughs> I've never heard that version. Alright. Um, Enter Sandman, I guess. Really? They did a cover of. Huh. I haven't heard that one. And then My Body by Young the Giant is another one, aside from I Only Want to Be With You. Hmm. See, I saw My Body and I was like, did they cover fucking Keith Sweat? <laughs> Actually, I think it's LSG. Uh, Gerald was... Levert, Keith Sweat, and Johnny Gill yeah. for all the R&B fans. <laughs> That was nice. That was a that common place. That listened to the metal list. Oh, yeah. hey, we're looking for that crossover. But yeah. <laughs> no, as a full disclosure, when I saw I Only Want to Be With You, my, my mind went to uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Apparently that's oh my song. Oh, my God, dude. I, like, I don't remember this being like this. Did they I play Hootie and the Blowfish at work? And I'm just like, wow. Like I remember when this was Ugh. such a huge thing. Is it that song or the, only, the other song they had? Especially for like the guy that's like the fucking... The quad douche, you know, the guy with the acoustic in the quad. At yeah, college. yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the with the with the sweater that's made out yeah. of that one material. Yeah, dude, yeah. That's, <laughs> it was a huge fucking jam. Weird. I I feel you. So Ooh, yeah. I want to get into something about his his voice. I had a hard time doing this list, man, because I can only listen to a few songs at a time because it just gets to me. Because yeah. he doesn't change his voice a whole hell of a lot. That's right? true. I tell you so, what, though, dude, when the, when the Hetfieldisms come out, he goes deep in a way that I never <laughs> well, knew before. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. So me and, well, Deja and I have been watching. All right, quick quick backstory. It's going to get weird. Nah, it's not going to get weird. It's going to get boring. It's we watched weird. the Super Bowl. We weren't going to watch the Super Bowl, but Fox had the app that you could download for free and watch the game for free. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So after the game, they had a special episode of The Masked Singer. And we watched, we were like, wow, well, fuck it. Like, we have the app, you know, like, whatever. So we watched The Masked Singer. I've never heard of it. Really? Never heard of it. It's huge. And they got one going in the UK so right now, So then we fucking watched what? that. You know, I'm not going to give any spoilers away for anybody who hasn't seen the first episode. But I'm not going to give any spoilers away, period. Because of that, we thought, okay, this looks kind of interesting. Like, let's see if there's something on Hulu. So we, they don't have season one, which is stupid. But they have season two. We, we just finished it. It's amazing, dude. Like I've seen the voice before. I've never really watched American Idol. I, I kind of understand what it is. I've never really watched any of those like singer like competition mm-hmm. shows. I've never really seen anything except the voice. The voice was one I watched. Like I think I watched a whole season when I first moved to San Diego. I thought it was fine, whatever. But this one is fucking awesome. And the whole fucking reason it's so awesome is because these fuckers are wearing costumes. You can't see their fucking face. And all of a sudden, it really kind of hit me. When it comes to vocals, singers, of something that you have no idea what, like, you've never heard the song before, okay? Can you pick out the person's voice when you can't? Now, obviously, when we're listening in the car or on headphones or whatever, you can't fucking see the band. But you know the band. You've probably seen a picture of them or you looked at a music video or whatever, which is why I think music videos are so popular. People like to see who's doing the song. But if you can't see them, not only not see them, but you're looking at something else. Right. You know, you're looking at this elaborate Black Widow fucking costume, right? And they're singing a song that isn't theirs. So, you know, it's, that's the other cool thing. I mean, you get to hear these people with great voices singing these kind of like other songs that you've never heard these takes on these songs. So mm-hmm. it's like a cover show. But also they give you clues on who this person is. So now instead of just listening to the voice... You're actually thinking of things. These clues are putting things in your head, right? And it's just a brilliant fucking idea. And I start when I started thinking about like, man, like, could you pick somebody out? 
Because uh, I'll just say this. The first fucking episode of season three that we watched after the Super Bowl, the person that... So when they lose, they get unmasked, right? Okay. The yeah. person that lost has done multiple fucking songs with two of the fucking judges that are trying to guess. Oh, like, it cracked me up so bad. I'm like, holy fuck. Now, I knew who it was the second he started talking. And they are modulated and all that. But for some reason, I just knew who it was. It's the affectation kind of thing? I, it's, there was something about it. Like, I just could tell who it was. But these two dudes, two of the people on the fucking, you know, on the panel, have done multiple songs with this person. And they had no idea. Who's on the panel wow. now? So, it's always Robin Thicke, okay. uh, Jenny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ken Jong, mm-hmm. Doctor Ken Jong, that's right, and Nicole Scherzinger. So you have two musical artists, mm-hmm. and then two kind of comedians. I mean, Jenny McCarthy's goofy enough; yeah. she had she's her own funny as fuck. Show dude. back like, in the day, her, her and Ken Jong, dude, like just cracked me up on the fuck <laughs> show. And then they bring in, you know, like they bring in uh, guests. You know, they had like Jamie Fox on. They had T Pain. They had John McHale, the comedian guy. Like I don't know if you ever seen that guy. He's oh fun, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Community. Fun, yeah. They had Triumph, the fucking insult dog wow. <laughs> <laughs> which right. was weird because i haven't seen that dog in like forever yeah anthony right. anderson was another one they had on there so it's fun like i mean it's really cool fucking show if you haven't seen it which you're probably a rarity because apparently it's a fucking huge show like i was gonna say do you know who won the first season i know who won it okay but i'm so i still want to watch it anyway because i want to hear that person sing mm-hmm. but the thing is like i when i started to think about that i started thinking of who really has a unique voice right and i when I, I thought of this guy because Keith Caputo, I've, they're, they're the only two people I've ever heard that fucking sound like that. Mm-hmm. And it trips me out. And I, and I was like, you know, I, I think I could pick out, I mean, I could probably pick out Rob Halford, but here's the other thing. What's he singing? Is he singing mm-hmm, an yeah. R and B song? Cause I tell you what, like so, uh, the, some of the people on, I, I mean, I had the winner of season two since the very first song that they did. But, like, number two and number three, like, fuck, I was just blown away, like, who they were. I was like, holy fuck. So, yeah, maybe I couldn't. You know, could you really pick out, you know, somebody that you listen to all the time? Because, like, these are, like, celebrity people. And granted, some of them are athletes. Some of them are actors. Yeah, you probably never really heard them sing. But some of them are just, like, fucking flat-out singers. And it's just like, holy fuck, dude. And, like, some of them, they guess right. It's like, okay, they finally get, they finally got it on, like, you know, something they did clicked. Maybe it was the clues. But, dude, mm-hmm. sometimes, man, like, they're completely fucking wrong. And you're just like, wow, dude, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, and then you <laughs> got to think that fucking person that's in that mask, you're getting compared to, like, some people that you might think are, like, fucking amazing singers. And you're just like, holy fuck, dude, like, I can really <laughs> sing. Like, it's, you know, and they all talk about how liberating it is. But Kiss, Slipknot... Mudvayne, like I've heard interviews with those guys where they talk about that's one reason why they do the makeup and why they wear masks is because it is liberating. It's you you know someone's not looking at you or judging your music off of your looks. Yeah. And to have these guys like to see it in this show, it's like it's fucking awesome, dude. Like I've never really been into like reality shows, I guess, but this one is really fucking cool. And I'm mean, the the performances are fucking outstanding, dude. Like it's really cool. But yeah, I thought of that about that because like. I'm pretty sure you could put this dude in any fucking mask and give me any fucking anything else to think about. The second he fucking starts singing, there's only two names coming out. And I'm pretty sure because he can go into a higher level, like his range is a little more than Keith's was. Right. At least on mm-hmm. River Runs Red. Yeah. I think I would. This is one person like for sure. It's like, it's like Lemmy, dude. Like you would know. 
okay, that's Lammy Kilmister, dude. Like, yeah. But this guy, I think you would know. If you've ever heard Volbeat before, you would know this, this dude, he has that unique of a voice. It's fucking just mind-blowing to me that the thing that I didn't like about the band is what makes them so popular is the fact that you always know you're listening to a Volbeat song. No, for sure. It, uh, is, yeah. it is a distinct identity. And I think it's about how, how that voice gets used because sometimes it does get a little grating at other times. She's like, oh, that's an interesting avenue. Holy know. shit, this just in. Oh, no, what? I've oh. been corrected. It's Joel McHale. Okay, all right. I was going to let it go. <laughs> I'm surprised See, she could hear us. After, just after, <laughs> after, after what happened during Alice in Chains last week, I can't take another breaking news. I'm still bummed out about Sean Reinert. Oh, man. Rest in peace. That's for another day. But no, yeah, exactly. There is no harsh vocals except for the guest vocalists, and that's few and far between. Right. And it is just him, like, the entire time, right? There's no, like, backups from anybody or anything, as far as I know. I don't know. There might be a little bit of backups, um, especially when they do live performances. It's probably live. That's but, a thing, yeah. um, it's, And it's been a while since I've seen them live. I've only seen them live twice sometimes they just don't really come to San Diego very much. And even LA is kind of spotty. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Cause I, I haven't seen them live. I've not mm-hmm. even seen live footage of them. What's, what's their live show? Like, Oh no, that's a lie. I saw one song, but we'll get to that later. Honestly, it's probably been five or six years since I saw them. And I saw them at not last time I saw them. That's what I was thinking of actually. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the first one in 2014. <laughs> I don't remember which year it was. 13? Maybe. I, I think Maybe the, it was 13. Yeah. The, I just uh, pulled out a poster I bought from that show. I was going to get it all framed up. Is that what they were like, not sub-headlining maybe, but they were like really high on the bill before Danzig or something, like the Sunday? They were, yeah, they were pretty high on the bill on a Sunday. Yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. that's that'll come up later then. I, I know what you're talking about. But like, <laughs> but so that's the thing, is like, like it's crazy to think, A, how niche this idea was. when it's, it's There's a few instances where I've seen stuff like this. I remember... Slipknot. Oh, nine dudes in in, in mass. Right. They'll have a good following, and now they're one of the biggest bands in the world. Lacuna Coil. Oh, a, a dude and a chick singer in a goth metal band from Italy. Oh, they'll have a good following, and now they're, you know, now they're not Slipknot big, but they're on the radio, and they got a good following. Mm-hmm. Volby, a band from Denmark uh, that, that's got this Elvis metal thing going on. Oh, that's a neat idea. And now they're playing arenas. It's like, I sometimes you just don't see these things coming. And Classic like, wow. American music done by Danish. Yeah, man. Oh, so that's, yeah, man. Shout out Copenhagen. <laughs> shit. Yeah, right? well, so that, that makes sense because, like, that's the thing is Lars always went to bat for those Danish bands hard because, like, it's his, you know, mm-hmm. it's, his, it's his country people, right? And uh, so, like, he, he went to bat for Nemec, rest in peace. Uh, and he got him on as many bills as he could, and he got, uh, actually, Actually, know. wasn't there a tour? They did a tour with Volby and Nemec. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That would have been Which awesome. Which makes total sense. Yeah. Full disclosure, Nemec is my favorite Dan- Danish band, so they're probably going to come up again. <laughs> also, actually, on that same tick of, uh, kind of peers of Nemec was, uh, Raunchy, my other favorite Danish band, and they have, I've noticed... Because I saw this name on every album, Jacob Hansen. They have the same producer who's a, he's a Danish guy. And it seems like he was involved in every Volbeat album to at least some degree or another. I saw Rob Caggiano mm-hmm. had co-production when he joined, which makes sense. He's also a producer. And I was trying to see. It seemed like Jacob Hansen was on every raunchy album, too, but I didn't see the last couple. And I was looking at more of this dude's credits and... Uh, it's just a lot of, you know, death metal, European death metal stuff. So I'm interested to see more because I couldn't find a concrete, you know... Yeah production credit thing for this Mr. Hansen. 
But it's cool. I always like it when when bands work with the same producer over their entire career. Dillinger did everything with Steve Abbott's. There's probably others I can't think of right now, but it's cool and it's admirable to see how they, you know, the band grows with their with their producer comrade there. To see that dude's production grow just like just like the band's music, you know? Because again, when when they started out, they it seemed like Fullbeat had a very concentrated kind of focused idea, and they just how many times can we do the same version of this one idea in different songs over right. that album? There's like 15 songs or something on that first album, right? Yeah, that first album's pretty uh, filled. Yeah, and they all kind of are to a degree. This this really mm-hmm. made me look back on what the album format and how things have changed since then. Just going, man, <laughs> sometimes there's such a thing as albums that are too long. What was the other one? Silosis. I listened to the new Silosis, oh, nice. and that's got a grip of al- or songs, too, and they're all like five minutes. It's really good, but you're just like, oh, yeah. Sometimes dudes like to really still put a bunch of songs on one album and stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, there are 15 songs on the strength, the sound, the songs. Goddamn. <laughs> it is just like, it was either the newest one or the one before that. It's like at least an hour. It's like an hour and eight minutes or something like that. Yeah, I'm a little behind on Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie and uh, Rewind, Replay, Rebound. So I'm not as familiar with those two. Right. And, and the other thing, too, is that the first one's 2005. Mm-hmm. The fourth one's 2010. So, like, yeah. four albums over the course of five years. Yeah, 05, 07, 08, 2010. Yeah. And then 2013, 2016, 2019. Yeah, so those get a little more spaced out. So that's interesting. Yeah. Just here's a bunch of stuff and then, like, there's st- here's still a bunch of stuff, but over you know. They have time. one album, actually, was it my, it's one of the newer ones that has six singles off of it, and I was oh, like, I bam, bet. that's impressive. But then I looked yeah. to see how many songs were there, and I'm like, damn, did it take you that many songs to get a single, yeah. or <laughs> do you just not have to put that stuff out? Now, a lot of this is because we're no longer fucking hampered by physical media that has a, a finite amount of fucking room, right? So. And, and I mean, the ease of switching and skipping songs, like, it's, to me, at first I think, like, oh, it's kind of, that's like this fucking lame, you, you know, I mean, sometimes it's like, man, there's so much stuff, but, but I mean, honestly, like, if you love the band, though, and you love everything they do, man, it's just like, I wish all my favorite bands <laughs> would just put out 20 fucking song albums, like, for sure, but, I mean, yeah, if it's something where you're kind of like, I mean, there's probably a lot of bands I love that it's like, man, if they put out double albums every time, like, I'm pretty sure I would get yeah. old. It would get old quick. Like, okay, this is just too much. I think with this band, though, it's like, they are so niche. Speaking of another niche band, just quick shout out, Static X. <laughs> they just released a song with Wayne Static's vocals, which is weird to me. But, that, that is really weird. Um, you know, they were another niche, Evil Disco. You know, like, mm-hmm. that, that was a very... You know, to me, it's like, well, I mean, and you're the only band doing that. Like, you don't get to change because you, you're you in this really specific lane that's smaller than a bike lane. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you get out of that lane, bam, dude, you just get hit by the fucking car, dude. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, man, that's fucking hard to make a career off of something like that. But somehow, like, these dudes change it up enough because they have a ton of material. That, that's something I, I, I was pretty impressed by that. No, absolutely. No, <laughs> so I, much material. And, then, and I, I told you, I tried to get as much of it in as one, in one sitting as possible. <laughs> I did all. I did the first six albums in one sitting. You're insane. Ouch. I like, I can't even sit there and listen to them back to back, back like that. I listened to every single song 
on every album, you know, short of live stuff. I didn't want to listen to yeah, live me stuff. Yeah, either. Hell yeah. But I mean, I listened to every single song, but I sure as fuck wasn't doing that in a day. Well, so here, my challenge was uh, see how long cause I could try to beat Resident Evil 4 and see how long, how many albums I could get in, and it was six. I, 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 I that, that's not good for me. Jesus like, Christ, dude. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that means I'm falling behind. I need to like get my I, speed back. When up. I first fucking turned it on, I couldn't even make it through the whole first album before I was like, oh, I want to hear aborted right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, like, just because it's just. Speaking of Danish production. It's not same. Like, their music isn't samey. I don't, I don't think. I, I think the music musically changes up quite yeah, a bit. Absolutely. It's just his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me. I can only, it's, it's like, dude, Dream Theater is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Great fucking singer, but I can only listen to it for so many times in a row. Like, honestly, what I should have done was I should have put it in a playlist with something like Clutch or Corrosion and Conformity. Mm-hmm. Right. Something that's close, but like R.I.P., R.I.P.D., Reed, uh, Mullen. Reed Mullen. Something that's that's close to the vibe, you know, so still got the Southern vibe mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, but something that's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then right. I would have been able to like, and only one other band, so that you know it's Volbeat when it's coming on. And, right. And I mean, yeah. fuck. Preferably. You the, again, you hear band. the guy's vocals two times. You know, once you figure out this is what he does, uh, yeah. you'll always know it's him. So it yeah. wouldn't even have been that big of a deal. But still, like, it was a matter of like, okay, I just didn't even think to do that at the time. I was like, God damn it, I should have done that, so I didn't have to fucking like force <laughs> feed myself fucking Volbeat for you know, two weeks. Yeah. Well, and even me, I can't listen a lot of times to the same exact music all the time. Mm-hmm. I will throw my entire, I, I have a huge music library just on my phone. I will t- throw my entire music library on, and it goes from all kinds of angles. And I like that it'll go from think something really jazzy and soft into something really heavy and thrashy and metal and in my face. But I think that might just kind of be a part of my own ADD. Mm-hmm. Like, I need it to be changed up. I can't really sit, especially when these albums are 12 to 15 songs long a piece, and there are seven of them. I wouldn't be able to just sit oh, yeah. and just listen to it straight myself, even though I love the band. I still need that change. Well, there's yeah. no need to, really. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, the only reason I did it back in the day, it was because you had a limited amount of tapes. But, I mean, right. I still listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I, I feel like most people, I mean, I see a lot of people on Twitter, like, you know, a post essentially exclaiming that they don't just listen to metal. And there's part of me that's like, rock. well, no, no shit. <laughs> like, who the fuck? I, I mean, I'm sure there are people, don't get me wrong. Oh, I yeah, just think yeah. those people are fewer and farther between. Absolutely. That literally don't listen to anything other than just metal. Which is weird, though, because I do know a lot of people, personally, that really don't like anything other than just rap. Yeah, no. I've they been don't even like, like R&B too. much. Yeah. Unless there's a featured rapper in it. So, I, I get I get that. Like, you know, I know, I know people that only listen to country music. They don't mm-hmm. like anything. Else. I mm-hmm. mean, but even then, if there's a rock song that's close enough or... You know, something like that. But it's not like they're going to be busting like Old Town Road, which is essentially a country rap song. They're not going to be listening to that. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like so there's there's that sort of thing, too. Like, I, I mean, I but I mean, yeah, some people's tastes are a lot more diverse than others. Like, I've been fucking jamming that synthwave shit for fucking ever now. <laughs> like, it's so fucking hooked on that shit. But. I mean, that's a big thing, like, especially when you have bands that are samey, like, uh, we talked about, like, Black Dahlia Murder, Acacia Strain can get kind of samey. It's, 
get creative with it, man. Like, figure out fucking, like, that's where playlists are. Well, yeah, let's figure out a fucking playlist. Like, what's going to be cool to pair with this? Right. What's going to yeah. break this thing up? You can get some really fucking cool playlist ideas from doing that. I mean, I've, I've already thought of, like, four playlists <laughs> that fe- that have Volbeat in them that I would be able to be like, okay, this would totally fucking work. Like, it would be really fucking cool kind of a playlist. Was Bass Fits one of them? No, actually actually not. Actually, one I was thinking of was an extension on one that I I used to have at the gym for a specific client. But, it, um, you know, basically it's like fucking Clutch, Corrosion, Conformity, the Acacia Strain, and Volbeat. Wow. Hmm. That's eclectic as hell. Yeah. I dig that. No, it's just funny about the, the Misfits thing. It's, at a certain point, I was sitting there going, man, Volbeat kind of just took the uh, horror theme out it's, in some aspects. And It's just, basically you know not I mean? horror. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's more of a, mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call it, because it's not really like street shit. Yeah. It's like prohibition shit. I don't know. Like, like there's a certain there's a certain like well, time yeah, window that yeah. they kind of have a reverence for. That's like the mm-hmm. West to maybe just before the '60s. Well, maybe? that's the thing. Like, yeah. it's, it's always like it's like okay, it's, it sounds like '50s rock, you know, Elvis and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But clearly, their vibe is before that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. even from the fucking artwork, you can tell that the vibe is from before that. And that's why I say Peaky Blinders and Al Capone yeah, yeah, would yeah. love this shit. Yeah, because that's at least that's the quote D'Lo. Their aesthetic <laughs> is that era. Yeah, no, absolutely. They do have some greaser they shit just too. Like that on stage? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, well, so uh, um, like they're very totally greaser. Cool. They are very oh, like greaser. T- like, oh, okay, okay. Michael Polson's very like button up, you know, collared shirt, greased uh, back hair. Damn it. Um, I think it'd be cooler if they came out like the fucking page boys and shit. I mean, it's a <laughs> lot of clothing, but well, so that, that that's the other aspect there. Like for all the the songs, the just countless songs they have on their albums. Mm-hmm. I decided, you know, I, I I gotta check out the videos for some of these things, you know, because mm-hmm. I try to get in on that. And then I looked up how many videos they have, and I'm just like, holy shit, <laughs> dude, this is insane by any band standards. Like I, it's, I just kind of had to cherry pick a few. They're very busy. No, absolutely. They're really busy band. Very busy. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of the videos? It's been a while since I've watched any of the videos. I kind of have fallen out of the caring about music videos. No, it's like I you mean, don't even weird. know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> but like you know, with, with a striking visual style, I figured there had to be something. So the ones I picked, I was like, okay, cool. It's very green screen. Uh, Tell me, they have a video where it's like shot like Sin City. I mean, kind of, dude. It's like, like, why would like that I do, would don't be they? that I think style? I've seen of, that one. Yeah. That style would work perfect with like their album art. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Do yeah. like a Sin City comic book looking style thing with like a fucking '30s prohibition vibe to it. Yeah, That'd be sick. Well, so that was the thing. It was like all the ones I, I must be missing out on tons. I'll I'll get to them eventually over time, <laughs> I'm sure. But the ones I saw, it was all greaser shit. If not greaser, like sock hop, whatever. It's 50s, yeah. 50s, 50s. Do it for Johnny, man. Yeah. Did you see the... Do there's one Johnny. of them that they did for, I think, uh, Seal of the Deal and Let's Boogie. It's a cartoon. Oh, there's no. a music video I, that's a cartoon for one of their hits off that album. I probably, I'm not even sure which song it is. I think it popped up in my window because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, see, I think that cool, would make sense so because time. the album cover, the guy on the album cover, is that, yeah. the, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like make an extension of that because mm-hmm. their artwork is fucking cool, dude. Like, I really love... Even like seeing, just the how they're listed out on Spotify, just seeing all the fucking art and stuff. Like it's fucking. Right. I really love that fucking style. Yeah, 
Um, I guess I'll get into it more with the videos later on because I'm gonna, it's going to be brought up in certain songs. Because that was the thing is like, which ones am I going to try to invest my time in? And it was like the ones that were on the list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's probably tons of. If there's not one that is exactly like Sin City, I watched a fuck ton that were <laughs> like straight up nice. with the black and white stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like like they they they're that into their sense. aesthetic, dude. But that's the thing too is I know I've seen pictures. Have you been on Spotify recently and like videos start playing on certain songs? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Th- I'm yeah, trying to figure out animated yeah. thing. It's just a repeated thing. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. But like, like clearly the what the one for Volbeat that's got to be from some video where they are kind of like prohibitiony looking or something or like hmm. turn of the century. Wow, what know. song did you listen to? Because I didn't see any of that come up. I don't even remember. Because I didn't even notice it on Still Counting. Yeah, I I figured that would be the song that. Yeah, I mean, if they had something like that. So I told you to check out that Loathe band. Did you do uh, yes. do that on Spotify yet? Yeah. Same thing. Some of them will pop up yeah. with the little image. Amon Mars did like. It's, oh, for real? Yeah, it's like a lot of especially newer stuff and stuff that's in those big playlists, mm-hmm. uh, like the hits playlists from mm-hmm. Spotify. A lot of those, like I mean, almost every fucking big rap song that's in the top fifty right now. If you look up those songs, they'll have like a full screen fucking video like playing huh. in the background. It's, it's wild. It's just a little animated gif that just. Repeats. Yeah, it's new, right? Yeah, it's pretty I new. Well, it's been around for like almost a year. Oh, for real? Okay, because yeah. I only noticed it when I was listening to Load the other night, and then it happened again. They can when we do were some cool beat. stuff on there. Like I remember one there was uh, when Stranger Things three season three came out. I was listening oh, okay. to the soundtrack because I fucking again that's eighty synth wave shit. Like I fucking love that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you would listen to it, man. And as the little progress bar was going, there was a little spotlight. For real? Yeah, the whole screen would dim down, oh. and there's a little spotlight that would move across the thing. That's cool. I was like, dude, it's fucking sick. And then there was something else I was listening to where it was like, you'd just be listening to it and like it would just look like there was snow. Mm. Can't remember what the fuck it was, but yeah, they've been doing like things like that for a couple of years now, but not the full screen like little pseudo video thing. That's relatively new. Okay, that's interesting. There's another plug for you, Spotify fucking sponsors yeah. for crying out loud. Dude, yeah, man, we should fucking goddamn get a sponsor from fucking Spotify, man. We talk about them almost every fucking episode. That man. is like, true. Hit us it's up. It's so cool. Spotify, yeah. help these guys out. Come on. <laughs> Let's um, go. Um, but no, like, like, so I caught a little glimpse of some video where they are all... I truly don't know what you call it. You know, there's certain things where I'm like trying to pinpoint things, but I'm like, I don't know the proper terms for some of these things. You know right. What I mean? But mashup, like, that's the proper term. That is true. But <laughs> Probably like, is very mashup. Yeah, but so I'm uh, I'm curious to see some more of these videos, even though I'd have to wade through a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like the ones I saw, uh, and again, we'll get to that later. Well, and kind of taking it back to some of their like hist, their era vibe. They do have a lot of songs that are kind of going back on historical people in right. time, which is cool. Lola Montez and Pearl Hart and. Even Doc Holliday, Black Bart, and then most recently I saw a song. There's a song on Marie Laveau. So yeah, some like pretty cool historical stories being told in some of their songs. Mm -hmm. Now I again I'm I'm awful with the titles, but uh, is the Marie Laveau one off the fifth album? I think it's off the sixth album. Okay, I think it's off Seal the Deal. I saw one of those. They were trying to get into that spooky. Like there was like a kind of mm-hmm. voodoo theme kind of loosely running through one of them and they wanted to get into that. Um, and I and I admire – and if I was paying better attention, I would be able to pick out the themes they were trying to go for. I, I said mm. it was a detriment and kind of a benefit to the way I did it where I just kind of did everything at once because like – yeah, I, I was like I was in a groove. That's why I was able to do those six in a row. By the time I, <laughs> by the time I, <laughs> yeah, 
by the time I got to, yeah, by the time I came back to it after a break though, like that didn't do me any favors. And then like when I was trying to go through the videos again, I was like, okay, now I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? Like you were in the magic zone, yeah. if you will. Yeah, and then which I, is a song title. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's true. And then I got <laughs> really nice out, and it hurt, it was hard to get back in. But like, so because I crammed it all so so quickly, I think I was missing out on some of the more thematic stuff they were trying to go for because mm-hmm. they, some of it can run together. But like like you know, one I know there's a, a complete Western theme to at least one of them, and then yeah, yeah, they got the like I said, I think there was like a loose voodoo theme to one of the latter ones, and like like I I, mm-hmm. I, I think I missed a lot of these things just because I kind of ran them together so quick. But I do appreciate the idea at hand. Yeah, and we'll get into like a little bit later, maybe a little bit more of one of the one of the stories behind some of the historical stuff. Yeah, and for sure. It's just yeah, I, I went back and looked up some of the realistic stories and I'm a big fan of true crime more than history, so I like hearing about, I don't know, people who did bank heists and mm-hmm. Shady stuff back in the day. <laughs> there has to be like a Bonnie and Clyde song I just didn't pick up on or something, right? There, there, should be. there yeah. might be somewhere in there, but it's probably not, you know, it's probably a story similar, but not yeah. directly yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. yeah. Not I've, not like these other songs that are directly named after the people the song's about. Yeah. I feel so. like some of them, they were a little more on the, you know, nail on the head or whatever yeah. than some of the others. Is the, the, the fucking song with Barney on your list? <laughs> not in the top five which okay. I is it on your me. top five no. <laughs> what what do you think of that so i obviously i was biased <laughs> because i love barney but like it's more of like a cool idea because the only other time i've heard it was like it was that video mm-hmm. okay so it was that because mm-hmm. napalm played the same day as volbeat on that first yes. not fest so i was like oh cool they're gonna do the song and that was like really my only exposure to it was they had a song and he did it with them at not he fest. did and it was super cool yeah and apparently they do it like just whenever they happen mm-hmm. to be on the same bill by the way songs called evelyn yes great name <laughs> I mean, it, it totally goes with that whole aesthetic right like like there's mm. the names they pick for some of these songs uh if they're named after people it's like oh yeah that's mr yeah. and mrs ness oh fucking you know, right. Uh, what, what's that? Not good fellas. Untouchables. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so when I finally heard the song, I was like, okay, this is a cool idea. It's not like their best song and it's not literally Barney's like best performance either, but it's a cool idea. Uh, in fact, when we do get into my list, you'll see a big theme, a big theme because <laughs> they, they, they go a lot of different directions and I respect that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like when I first heard there was like a 50s metal band, I there was a very specific mm-hmm. thing I wanted. And having only heard I'm like I'm like you, I only heard like certain songs on Music Choice, on satellite radio, whatever. So when I finally did deep delve into the catalog, I was like, oh, there were certain songs where like this is what I always wanted to hear when I heard about 50s metal being a thing because they do yeah. do a lot of different things within that realm but they do hit on certain things and I just never heard it because I didn't listen to a full album until now so I'm glad I yeah. thanks for doing this because now we know <laughs> now I know that they hit on this and now I know that that idea for that band I had years ago is totally fucking pointless right and uh, we were talking earlier about how they would go right along with Clutch in mm-hmm. a playlist and on the newest album they did do a song Die to Live with Neil Fallon from Clutch yeah. which is actually one of their catchier tunes well, I totally on it about that. yeah but I couldn't yeah. even pick Neil Fallon out on it maybe I uh, like I figured out how to pick out the two vocals between them um, and 
there's just a fun music video that's in like a studio where they're performing live for it. Mm. And so you can really pick it out after you watch that. But kind of like the masked singer thing, can you distinguish the two vocals within the song? Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should be able to pick him out from Neil Fallon, right? Was, and then I was like, oh, no. Was, maybe there's, it's a lyric. There's a little bit know. of a difference enough that if you listen to enough bull beat, you can tell the difference between the two of them. I guess I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, like when, when creator dude shows up, it's pretty blatantly clear that it's creator dude and King diamond. That's yeah. on make oh. your list. Seven shots. Is that what it's called? Oh, same deal with Evelyn. I think it's an honorable mention. Like, yeah, like it's like, it's like funny that like when they do have uh guest vocal dudes, they try to like accommodate them song wise to their, to their voice or whatever, you know? I just, yeah. I think like my problem with, because I did not like the one with Barney. I didn't like the one with Miller. Like, it's, it sounds so shoehorned in. Like, they're just doing it just for yeah. the sake of doing it. Yeah, I feel that. Like, they're going against yeah. their whole fucking sound, which, mm-hmm. not saying everything has to sound the same. I just didn't really fucking dig it that much. I I mean, when I first saw the guest spot, I was like, oh, yeah, that will, that will be cool. Yeah. And there's actually another guest spot that I like more than that, I guess. I guess. I, I think it's like a nice little treat within mm-hmm. the album when you're first listening to it and you come upon Evelyn and it's something or Room 24 with King Diamond it's so just different from everything else it's, it's like a little nugget no, of a treat yeah. within the album that breaks everything up and yeah it is kind of weird that they play to these vocalists no absolutely but yeah, uh, yeah it's also something that I love about those particular songs. Yeah. It, I mean, it, they, they didn't make my top five, but yeah, but yeah. they're definitely honorable mentions. No, for sure. And it's just funny because like, because this band does so much within their sound, it's funny that when they do have one of these guest vocalists and they change their style so much, it's like you were already doing so much and you just went so much more left field. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's by all rights, I mean, those are the ones I should be liking. Yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't, really like the other fucking style mm-hmm. i like what this person does but for the band i don't think it necessarily works well yeah you think it's like it is it's where and i'm it's not saying like off. again i'm not saying like fucking bull beat dude like quit fucking <laughs> like no have whoever you want you know do right. whatever you want to do i do know like it's like okay yeah i mean you know they're trying to do i mean it isn't just the same thing all the time it is a nice a nice breakup in the album it's a little treat like whatever mm-hmm I was just trying to get out there. It's like, okay, like anybody listening, if you're thinking for sure that Seven Shots or Evelyn or fucking right. 24, whatever, mm-hmm. if you think that's going to be on my list, it's not. Right. To and me, that's yeah. not what this band is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not what they do. It's not what they do best. It's just a different thing that they do. Oh, man. Could you see? Imagine if they tried to get Headfield on a song. He seems like he wouldn't be the Dude, kind of guy Dude, that's like the fucking that. meme yeah. of Spider-Man pointing at the yeah, other Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, yeah. we're doing the same thing. All right. I feel like he wouldn't be very down either. I no, just, no, I mean, no. So, so see, I think that could work because, like, I think, yeah. uh, you know, because Hetfield doesn't sound like Elvis at all. Like, he that's doesn't true. sound like yeah, okay, that's true. that style. I mean, I think that it, now if you had Hetfield come in and play guitar with him, that would probably be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that would that would. I mean, I think they could have a number of different fucking singers guest spot just because this dude. Because I could tell when fucking Neil Fallon was was singing. You yeah. could definitely tell when King Diamond singing. You can oh, definitely yeah. tell when fucking Barney. You could tell when Danko, the person from Danko Jones. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, that I is Danko about Jones. That one. Actually, isn't it the whole band? Uh, that'd be interesting. Because I, 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 mm-hmm. I, it just well, maybe it is Danko Jones from the band Danko Jones, but. Yeah. 
I just kind of thought like it was, you know, some of the people from the band because there's the the oohs and ahs in the background. Fair, yeah. Mm, they yeah. just played here the other night, by the so, way. So, oh, you know what's weird, too, is like uh, the name. I totally thought that was going to be an R&B singer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't it, know it's why. It's interesting to the me. The Danko, like I, I, I've seen... I've seen that name used with another artist before, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. where. <clears throat> so for some reason, I thought, oh, well, that would be cool. Like, I thought it might be like a slower jam or something. You, you know, bring in a fucking R&B singer to fucking sing a part or something. Have that you ever heard? To, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard any of their other stuff? No, like, I, I, I haven't I had a chance to listen to it, really. I've only listened to one or two other songs. It's not my preferred listening. It, it's a, it's like I like the idea more than the execution. He has a podcast that I really like where he interviews a lot of interesting folks. He's a nice, you know, well-spoken Canadian dude. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those dudes I discovered on Loud back in the day and I never thought they yeah. would break out of Canada. So the fact that they're doing as well as they are. Right. They actually opened for Bullby like a handful of tours ago too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I kind of first heard them and they got a little bit of radio play in yeah. San Diego. Good on him. But yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't falling into it. Yeah. I couldn't really try. I mean, I was, again, it was just like, I'm, I need to concentrate on this band. <laughs> to get five fucking songs, I need to concentrate on this. Well, so I told you. listen to all these other <laughs> side projects. Yeah. That's, that's why I didn't listen to Dominus. It's like, fuck, man. I mean, I've, fuck. I've heard tons of death metal. I don't need to see what his death metal band sounded like. I'm right. pretty sure if he was in a death metal band, I'm, I know the ballpark. Yeah. Well, but it is funny that third album where, you know, called Volbeat or Volbeat or however you want to do it. It really is like, it's like, it's like the first two albums with Entombed, Left Hand Path, Clandestine, and then all of a sudden Wolverine Blues. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what this was. It was just like, okay, whatever the first two were, and then Volbeat, and then just like his whole, the, the demeanor changes, the aesthetic changes. It's not full on Volbeat, but it's between Dominus and, and mm-hmm. what Volbeat ended up being. And it's this kind of, it's not death and roll, but it's pretty close. And it's kind of almost the same idea. So it was interesting to see that seed kind of planted, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think what he was saying, what in an article I read or interview I saw, he was just kind of saying he just wasn't feeling the touring death metal vibe. Yeah. And he, he really just wanted to go towards some of these you other... you can't even eat a fucking power bar. <laughs> you can't even fucking afford a power bar. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's for normal tours. Yep. You're on a death metal band. Yep. It's like, hey, you're not playing arenas. Yep. You're going to get no pussy, yep. no food. Lick that slime off the rock for something. Yeah, sustenance. dude. Like, I mean, yeah. Eat the moss. Well, Fuck, so he decided to go towards some of his other passions, yeah. you know. You know what's weird, too? It's like, by the time Volby hits their third album, I think, that's the big, that's 2010, right? Uh, fourth third album? Yeah. Just saw that too. They, they had three a... was Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood in 08. Uh, their big one was Beyond Hell Above Heaven. Yeah, that's in the one. 10. And it's gold. It's dude, gold. that is a huge album. Mm-hmm. That was their breakout album. Yeah. But honestly, dude, if you listen to that album from fucking start to finish, dude, that is by far their best album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that shit is like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy fuck. Like, album. talk about, like, I don't know if they just worked with a. Well, it's all the same producer, it's right? The same guy, yeah. Maybe yeah, the producer the got guy. better. I don't know. They, for some reason, and it's just, you know, sometimes it takes a band a few albums to fucking yep. just really fucking hone in on, like, okay, dude, like, we're really fucking good at this now. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because, I mean, I'm serious, man. Like, like that, to me, that's their best album. That's the one where it's like, okay, we're really fucking good at this right now. And, like, talk about being in the zone. That's their album where they were just, like, in the fucking zone. And it just came out fucking great, dude. Like, because it's a really good album. I mean, that's a big thing. The the band's really good. For as many different 
styles they mash together and for as many different things as they do they're fairly consistent even with their sound and another thing is like the melodies they mm -hmm. write mm -hmm. really they have like really catchy fucking melodies without being too wimpy yeah no yeah, yeah. they're not incredibly fucking quote-unquote pussy music mm -hmm. it's not really like that like they're mm -hmm. we'll get into it on my fucking number one like they get in they they have this hair band you know this hair metal glam metal vibe yeah that i get from that too and it's not anything of the aesthetic it's not anything obviously the fucking rockabilly or anything like that mm -hmm. it's just the some of the riffs yeah I know. and the structures mm -hmm. of the songs yeah and it made me kind of wonder, like, wow. So I started thinking back, like, a little while ago, I listened to, I think I might have talked about it, but I actually listened to an entire Five Finger Death Punch album. Really? I'm not <laughs> sure what prompted me to do so. Oh, man. Are we going to have to do Five Finger Death Punch I as mean, a, eventually like, a challenge we'll episode? It, we'll yeah, have to do it. A challenge episode. We Can have, you do one with oh, dude, it? Honestly, It'll be a Five Finger I Death Punch bad wolves <laughs> and Disturbed all together? I bet that show would be huge. I, It'd probably be one. I'd like watch. We'll do that, and it'd be like one of our bigger shows. But like, I mean, they're that popular, dude. Yeah. Like, as much as That's I hate true. to say it, they're that popular. But I, I guess it was a while ago because I think what I was doing was trying. I was testing out that theory of you know, are they Pantera without a really good guitar player, right? And I was listening to it. But one thing I noticed, like, was that they kind of had this fucking hair metal, glam metal vibe to them. As well. By Finger Death Punch? Yeah. Oh. It's it's the fucking style of songwriting. In order to be on the radio, you have to have some type of pop element, dude. There's literally nothing yeah. underground element in anything on the radio. Even Slipknot. The songs that they're getting played on the radio, they're the ones that have more pop sensibilities. Even fucking, like, all of it. I mean, every once in a while, Lamb of God's on there. You know, so I, mean, I guess every once in a while, depending on your DJ, if you can get mm -hmm. him to play a, a certain fucking thing... But most of the stuff, I mean, 90% of the stuff that's on the radio, man, it has pop sensibility. And that's what glam was. It was just like Iron Maiden with like pop sensibility. Judas Priest with even more pop sensibility. Mm -hmm. And this band fucking has that. That's why I said Five Finger Death Punch cover band guy was, you know, named Kyle was in <laughs> the recipe for this band. Because they are hard, like hard enough and heavy enough. Because, I mean, dude, Five Finger Death Punch isn't a light band. They're just not, mm -mm. dude. Like, but... They are heavy enough, but they also it's it was mostly like the Metallica load reload era riffs with like that five finger death punch. <laughs> I hate saying it heaviness. <laughs> like, a relative it's so thing. brutal to say. Yeah. I'm gonna say a lot of shit in this episode. I probably thought I'd never say in my life, but but yeah, dude, like awesome. They have they have that, you know. And there's just something about the stuff that these guys are doing, especially in like a quite a few of these songs where it's like it has this 80s glam or even like classic rock kind of feel to it it's not just 50s rock and roll that's heavier mm -hmm. right you know yeah. right that and that's the cool that they can cover a lot of ground like that because when yeah. they do get to the 50s pop sensibility i mean straight up spoiler that's my favorite shit and that's what i look for in this band but when they really get thrashy with it and they get the lot, a lot of like double bass and, you know, chuggy parts, they're pretty mm -hmm. proficient at that. They yeah. really could yeah. on paper do anything they want to do. And it's cool that they're able to do as much as they're able to, but kind of funnel it through this one singular vision, you know? And so that's the big point, too, is I feel like the first four albums are basically a version of the same thing. It's just each time they got a little more practice at it, their songwriting got a little more focused. And I feel like that's why that fourth album is the biggest one. It's the most cohesive yeah. 
you know, expanded upon version of that one thing. They had a lot of singles off of that one. I yeah. think that's the one that had the like six or seven singles. I, it might be. Like, I mean, it's really you can listen to any band, whether you like it or not, and pick out like what is their like what what's their peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and I wonder if that's it. It is it, it commercially here. It is because if you look at the, do you ever look at the uh, Billboard numbers? No, I never really. I mean, I saw like on Wikipedia the there was like reception or something like that, and it, yeah, or it, something like that on on Wikipedia, and it it had said that like I think it said that it was essentially it said it was their biggest like charting. Right. But I also wonder if that can, I mean, that's right on the cusp of fucking Spotify and yeah. in streaming. That's that's right at the edge of the streaming era going from downloading songs to streaming songs it's right there and because spotify came around i think 2011 or 12 so they're they're right at the fucking edge and that might have something to do with that i'm not sure even though because the streaming numbers i mean i know they have numbers but they don't quite match up like it would be hard the way the numbers are set up it's hard for a band in the streaming era to equate the numbers from the non-streaming era. No, I feel I, like yeah. it's harder to do. No, it's true, and it's just like it's like with certification, like with gold records and stuff. Because okay, so streaming numbers are interesting how they affect the um, how they're affecting the Billboard numbers for one thing. And it's just like if you look, they had a couple number ones. At least in America, it looks like they're still kicking ass in Denmark, obviously. And mm-hmm. it looks like they, whoops, there we go. You know, they're they they've kind of taken a couple slots down. And in in the, in the states, and I wondered, you know, obviously streaming is going to have something to do with that. But I just wondered, I was telling her while you were outside earlier. Uh, apparently, in an interview, he said they were going for a specifically rock direction on the sixth album. And you can notice there's mm-hmm. a marked difference. We talked about the fourth album being um, like the most well envisioned version of what they had been doing up to that point. And then on the sixth one, they were already super melodic and had a lot of pop sensibility. But like they they kind of streamlined their sound to where like the '50s thing isn't almost a, is almost like not a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. The metal aspect is really like minimal at this part. Mm-hmm. And now they're just like a straight ahead rock band almost. And I hesitate to say straight ahead because they still have elements of you know the bluegrass stuff and whatnot. But like. The sound changed a lot. And like that fifth one, it's kind of a transitional one between the two, it seems like, right? Yeah, and that one's the one that kind of goes really more in the Western Yeah, yeah, theme. yeah, exactly. Western Gold Rush kind of feel mm-hmm. of that album. So that one's kind of in, in between. And I do have a lot of favorites off that album, too. But yeah, I've noticed they're definitely trying to capture more of a wide audience on the last two albums. Yeah. And, um, and so that's just what I wondered is like what the perception was. Cause like, like I just, it's just, I don't really like the last two. I'm just not going to listen to them. I don't know if people mm-hmm. like them or not. They, they seem to be getting received well. So I just wondered. And I also, on that token, you know, they have a gold record. They have, it's, it's hard for anybody to get a goddamn gold record nowadays. And they have one again, going from somewhere. I never thought they would. Oh, Elvis metal. That's cute. Mm-hmm. And now, they're playing arenas with, you know, you know, sub headlining below Slipknot, you know, with Behemoth and Gojira of all bands beneath them last summer. Like, like mm-hmm. they're killing it, dude. And so I was bringing it up to Jason earlier. I noticed there's a similar trajectory with that band Ghost from Sweden, where they both started out the the two the main songwriter dudes, principal guys in each band started out in the death metal scene, decided they didn't like where it was going, mm-hmm. and they did something radically different, and now they're huge mainstream darlings and so like i just think that's an interesting parallel between the two and looking at it again because i can't really tell because the numbers are skewed now who's the bigger one between volbeat and ghost right now 
I would probably bet Ghost is a little bit bigger. I feel like they get a little bit more radio play on mm. their hits, at least at the moment. It may just be that their parallels are like a little bit of a shift off from each other instead of um, like Ghost hit a little bit later than Volbeat did. So right. Volbeat had their peak already and now Ghost is kind of having their peak during it at the moment. Yeah, no, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I just would be curious to see, like, the numbers and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. and Volbeat will, like, take a grip of bands out, right? Ghost might have one or two. I feel, I don't know for sure, but I feel like they're the kind of band that would do, like, one of those an evening with and just play for, like, two or three hours or something. I can definitely see that happening. I, yeah. And, I mean, Ghost is for another episode. But I just think it's interesting, you know, dudes from Scandinavia doing kind of on a similar career trajectory, doing similar things. Not yeah. similar, but not entirely. So it's an interesting little angle. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, is there anything else anybody wanted to touch on before we get into the list? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. Solid. Well, let's get into it. The namesake, <laughs> the list. Liz, how about we start with your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions? Um, Hallelujah Goat is one of them. Awesome name. It kind of has some cool like time signature changes within the song, which I really dig. And... There's a part in it that just has a, some really driving guitar riffs mm-hmm. that that get to me. They do Soul Sweeper 1 and Soul Sweeper 2, which are like a little bit more traditional rockabilly kind of classic sound that I love. And that's kind of um, from some of their earlier albums. Mm-hmm. Um, Doc Holiday, which is super westerny, twangy sounding yeah. in there. And, and I just... At first, I think I kind of hated the song. Really? And I, it grew on me over time. Okay. With just, like, the weirdness of it. And uh, Radio Girl is another just kind of classic, classic tune that I like. It's kind of ghostly in a way. And, like, never really know who this Radio Girl is that the guy's trying to find in the yeah. song. Yeah. And it's just funny you said that. I'll, I'll, I'll add to that a little later. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those are probably my, like, Biggest honorable mentions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Jason, how about you? Are you still working on it? <laughs> okay, okay. I guess I'll go next. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the Mirror and the Ripper. Mm, mm, yeah, that was a good just one. like total yeah. Elvis in the chorus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, I can't do an Elvis impersonation, but just the way he fucking does that, like just the fucking chorus in that one is just like, wow, like this is really fucking... <laughs> I mean, they went fucking hell bent on that one, dude. And then yeah. um, when we were kids, purely nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, you know. Like, so any any song like that's gonna have that. And then obviously, I mean, fuck, man, still counting and fucking a warrior's call. Like, I mean, they're both really good songs. I mean, at this point, probably people are like, oh, fuck that. Like, I mean, because they, they probably <laughs> heard them a thousand fucking times. Like, you know, I haven't heard them that much. I mean, we already said Warriors call for, like, sporting events, but, like, still counting is, like, I mean, I could just see that as, like, a lot of people's drinking song. Yeah. You know, so, other than that, I mean, I really don't have a whole lot of honorable mentions, because, like I said, I don't like a lot of this stuff, but, like, it's, I mean, I don't hate a lot of this, a lot of stuff either, mostly just the, the fucking, you know, the country, bluegrass tinge stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. How about you? So... 
I, I think I told you last night when we were going back and forth, like I legit had like 10 to 15, like honorable mentions at one point. Like, like when I found something I liked, I really liked it. And then what I did when I was like, okay, that's just off the cuff. I need to like go back and check through some of these. I realized a lot of them are, they do a lot of stuff, but they do a lot of similar versions of a lot of stuff too. And mm-hmm, some of these yeah. were like similar versions of things that I didn't necessarily need to repeat or anything. One thing I'll say I don't have a lot of on here in general is like the really thrashy stuff. Like, like I really mm-hmm. think they're good at it, you know, like, like those really heavier Metallica moments, but there, there wasn't a lot on it. Cause that's, that's not what I was really thinking of when I first heard about this concept for this band, but they do it really well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with wild Rover of hell. Cause I remember hearing that on <laughs> Sirius XM at my old job. Cause we used to have that station on all the time. And, like okay and that is like the thrashier one yeah. for sure but like like the choruses are super croony i don't know if croony is the right word but like you know it's, it's that 50s melodic sensibility so to speak uh after that seven shots as we talked about earlier with uh millie mill milla whatever dude from creator i do like the way <laughs> yeah. that he kind of interplays with that song and i'm wondering are we gonna have to do creator at some point like Cause I've never really gone in on that. I mean, I'm hoping we're doing this long enough to where we could do every metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cre- <laughs> creator for sure. Yeah, just like because I like like I I I I'm only so familiar with them, but it seems like he put a little more, for lack of better definition, tunefulness into his vocals for this song, mm-hmm. based on the limited experience I have with them. And then, of course, because I'm me, I'm going to put Evelyn on there, if, if not for the <laughs> song itself, just because it's fucking Barney, man, and the fact that he does it live with them when he can. That's awesome. Uh, but again, I had to take off a lot because like, I really mm-hmm. felt like I was just, you know, you're just, just, dude, I was so surprised when you sent that text last night. Like, man, I have like all these fucking songs. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, yeah. there was that thing. It was like, I was just jamming there. Okay. I'll write this down. I'll write this down. I'll write this down. And I then mean, like, I threw stuff then, into, I threw more in a playlist than I thought I was going to. Yeah. But like, like even, even while I was doing it, I was like, okay, I could probably take off a couple of these before I had the 10 to 15 <laughs> by the time I was done. You know what I mean? Like, like. Yeah. What I, it's not something so full on like this band. I enjoy what this band do. I wouldn't listen to like three songs in a row or anything like I did again. Right. But if, if it's good for like that one song and there's plenty of bands I like that do this. But if it's like mm-hmm. good for that one song, it's, it's a fun one song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah, even right. as far as the song lengths, man, they don't really have they have longer is maybe like five minutes or so. They don't have anything like oppressingly long, you know? No, they don't um, have anything. Dude, there's like crazy, one song that's long. on my list. It's only like three minutes. Well, there was hey, one, um, I, I think it's, again, I hate reducing it to, hey, album four, six, whatever. There's one on the fifth album, I think it is. It's called, like, Slaytanic or something like that, or Slayton. And it's, like, kind of a thrashier one, and it's not even a minute. It's, like, 58 seconds or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I was just, like, I remember what ends. I'm, like, that was it? <laughs> like, I, I just looked, yeah. and I have I have 15 songs in my playlist, which I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some of I, it's just because, like, it was just stuff that caught my ears. Like, oh, that might be one, because I, mm-hmm. I didn't previously have... Yeah. A top five, so. Well, it was funny, too. Like, we do enough honorable mentions to where this already validates itself. But I was just like, mm-hmm. I have enough honorable mentions and regular songs on here to make an album. But we do, like, almost <laughs> at the max, usually we do, like, five honorable mentions. So that's not a stretch to say. Yeah. But, like, how many songs I had in total, I had enough to make a full beat album. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> of how long they get. Dude, I'll throw out another shout out for $16. Because to me, dude, that is a... If you listen to the vocal delivery, that is basically Walk This Way meets Stone Cold Crazy. It's weird, but it works. Yeah. Fucking and that man. was one of their uh, singles that they put out. 
yeah, so many years ago. Yeah, so it didn't make my list, but <laughs> I mean, I was really surprised at the vocal delivery because I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, that sounds like fucking Walk This Way. I might have to look into that later. I, I Here, hold on. This. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> See what I'm talking yeah, 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 about, yeah, yeah. Right. Dude? So that, that, that's the thing. is like when they when they get a little close to biting a little too hard, they, they bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's sure. true. Again, with that with that uh, that dead skin mask ass fucking riff and whatever song that is on an earlier album. Um, yeah. I mean, I could have gone crazy on honorable mentions. I was having a hard time even picking out like the few mm-hmm. because uh, yeah Dude, well, <laughs> used to it. Like, I mean there's been fucking several episodes I mean the one I've been working on recently like, a day to remember I, I mean fuck I could have just literally talked about every single song like yeah sometimes it's like that it's it's always in fact I love it when it's like that because you have I mean you just love the band so much and they are so good that it's like oh I just fucking love every goddamn song no absolutely yeah. uh, and it's good to have stuff like that uh, and it's just funny looking at my, my five, like, like I, it was kind of like I had to figure out a good four and five, but my three could have like rotated pretty easily. Cause again, there's that vibe. Uh, on that note, Liz, you're number five. All right. So kind of like you were saying, some of mine could have rotated around a little bit as far as their order, but we're going to start out with Mr. And Mrs. Ness. That is my number five. Righteous. It's kind of like a cool... True crimey story, and uh, we were talking about earlier how this song is actually the third of four songs that are all kind of around the same topic. Danny and Lucy, 11 p.m. off of The Strength, then Fire Song, Danny and Lucy Revisited off Mm -hmm. of The Strength, Um, then it goes Mr. and Mrs. Ness, and that one's off of Rock the Rebel, and then Marianne's Place carries on from Guitar Gangsters. Okay. So, and it's all kind of the same story that references back to Lucy, and Lucy's the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Ness, Mm. and she dies in a car accident with this, you know, rebel of a boy that the parents don't really want her to be with, and Mr. and Mrs. Ness kind of goes into the aftermath of that, and Mm. the mom taking her life, not being able to handle losing her child, and... Mm, So it's like, yeah, totally really heavy story, but with a super jovial, <laughs> super you know, emotional, and yeah, yeah super, yeah, 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 super doo-woppy, dark uh, and kinda, doo-woppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again, we talked about the Misfits comparison. It's just like last caress, just talking oh, about yeah. like mm-hmm. it's the super, you know, clap your hands, everybody, good time <laughs> melody, and he's talking about fucking raping babies or whatever it was. I can't think of what it is right now. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, that juxtaposition. And it was it was when I was listening yesterday, I was like, I'm, I'm only able to listen to the lyrics so much, but something about the like the delivery, I could tell there was like a concept at hand that was running through. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you listen this to was the... the first, this was the first song I put in my, like, playlist for, like, songs that are going to be there. Right. Like, this was the first one I put in there. I had no mm-hmm. idea it was about that. That's pretty fucking sad, yeah, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danny and Lucy and um, Fire Song were also in my honorable mentions before I trimmed them down, so mm-hmm. I think that makes sense now. Well, and I didn't even realize that all these songs were connected until I went and did a little bit of research over the last few days. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, how did I never notice Lucy's name being brought up multiple times throughout all these songs? Right. But it's so spread out. No doubt. Between it. And unless you'd know, you might not put it put it together. I wonder if there's are there videos for any of these songs. I am not sure because like like some of the 
some of the videos are very story oriented and they're very similar to what you just said. That'd be so cool if they like, did like if they had even if it wasn't a single, they still made a video for like the the next song so that you could have like the next part of the story. Did you like that'd be awesome? Yeah, no doubt. Did you watch? <clears throat> did you watch the uh, Code Orange videos? The, the for the new two songs? No. Oh man, they're cool. <laughs> so that's the thing about I don't like videos. That new song. You don't like out. the new new one? No. Oh, dude, that's my favorite thing they've ever done. I don't like that. I am the fire starter. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. that beat, so it's like, yeah. Eh, but yeah, uh, I like the first one that they released. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's for another time. But I like the way the videos feed into each other. Kind of mm. like I started to see towards the end. Number five for you, good sir. <laughs> or did but, you have anything else you wanted to add to that last one? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, the sound of the song, of course. Right. Number five. Uh, light the way, or light away. Uh, yeah, yeah. To me, they have all the fifties ones. Like it's got that fifties swing thing to it. But the kicker dude is the fucking. Like, dude, he fucking sings really good. It's a sick fucking melody line. It might be the highest he sings. I mean, it's close. Yeah. Like, it's it's fucking awesome, dude. I fucking love that one. I, that was... Okay, so I'd never really heard the term Elvis metal, but that was the first <laughs> thing I thought of when I heard that fucking song. I was like, oh, man, Elvis should be singing this shit. You know what? Real quick interjection, uh, now that I think about it, because I had a buddy pitch uh, an interesting idea for the future is uh, gimmick bands. But, like... Oh, yeah. How far does that go? Because, like, w- is this a gimmick band? If, like, they're the only ones doing it and it's their thing? You know what I mean? And like, like, does it become a, is it a gimmick anymore after they like have been doing it for so long and like have made a career out of it to this point? I think it just becomes another part of another subgenre. Yeah. Right. And like, they, they're not even really doing the same thing anymore. Well, so and like, there are some to flip it the other way around there, particularly this one psychobilly band I've listened to that's from Lansing, Michigan called the goddamn gallows. As I've listened through their tracks they're getting to be more dark and more metal instead mm-hmm. of so like punky rockabilly, and right. it's like getting deeper and darker yeah. psychabilly. I, I've heard that so. name a lot recently. They, I guess I'll have to look. They play in San Diego about once a year. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what venues? Uh, last time they played at the Murrow. Really? Okay. And they've huh. played um, Soda Bar. Okay, because like you know you get kind of a niche with what bands play what venues and whatnot. You like. There's kind of a thing if a band plays Casbah a lot or whatever, like, like right. so I just wondered where they would fit into all that. Okay, I'll have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, I mean, just kind of like uh, North Park venues, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, 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 I don't like, know. I think, like, the gimmick thing, it could be a, it could be your gimmick for a long time. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was, um, that's, that's like what wrestlers, like pro wrestlers, you know, whenever they'd have, like, a new guy come in, they'd always be like, what's your gimmick? Right, yeah. Mm, like, yeah. What's your gimmick? Yeah. Like, what... What, I'm the office manager. Like, what is your thing? And and this is their gimmick. I mean, I think there's lots of bands that have gimmicks, and they might be subtle mm-hmm. gimmicks, but some of them are a little more hardcore. I mean, obviously, yeah. Slipknot with the mask. So yeah. that might be kind of cool. Like, that might be a good uh, theme list. Yeah, I just wondered if this was, like, enough of a gimmick to even, like, yeah. any more to be a thing. Uh, I mean, I, I think this could fucking count just just as much as like static x evil disco or yeah well you know, there's there was the, the because there's not a it's not a genre there's not right. like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of bands doing it yeah so that's it's like, true well, yeah or at least not that i know of but just I, there, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know of any other bands that are doing like again like there's lots of psychobilly bands lots of rockabilly bands mm-hmm. i don't 
think I've and I've I've heard of those. I know there's yeah. those are actual fucking subgenres. I just I don't think this is a subgenre. So to me, it's like their gimmick. Where yeah. like there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of mask gimmick bands or paint gimmick bands. Mm-hmm. But I think they would all count too because it's just part of the gimmick. The yeah. gimmick is the paint. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's I guess yeah. that's where it does. It's not a genre. A, yeah. You know, like yeah, painted right. face bands. Right. Like, no, yeah, that's not yeah. a genre. True, true. So paint, paint metal. I guess that does become <laughs> a thing where it's like, like if the, if you're the only band doing it, can it even be considered a subgenre almost? Right. Like, like true. that's just your thing, right? Because the only other parallel I can draw is like back in the day, and I haven't bought a fucking magazine in years, but I used to <laughs> love. Like the the ones that don't get the full page like interviews or anything. It's like the one little the little tiny square because I feel the, like yeah, yeah the, the squares little blur. Yeah, that yeah. that's where I would have seen Volby back in the day. I feel like and like there was just other little ones in there. There was um, Diablo Swing Orchestra. Either of you ever get into that? No. It's fucking swing metal. And I'm like, <laughs> I like, totally like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. I enjoyed it, and I was just like, why? Maybe I don't know if it's a marketing thing or what, but like, why did that not have the same push as this? Mm-hmm. But that this was like mm-hmm. ten years ago. This it's, was also Metallica kind of helped push them along. Yeah, I'm sure there I was. Think. Yeah, there has got to be other factors for sure. Uh, but it's just you know, like uh, like when you get like such a niche thing that you're the only fucking band that does that. I, I really yeah. like stuff like that. I think that's definitely more gimmick than genre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like like back to the uh, light away thing. Apparently, that was used at somebody's like memorial or funeral or something. Oh, like, dude. Like, oh, heaven yeah. light away. For a fallen, let me ease the pain from my mother. Like, but he feels the deception in his head. Like, I mean, I was sitting there looking at the fucking lyrics to some of these songs. Like, I mean, I was like, wow, that's not what I thought that was. Right, yeah. This one, I could could easily tell heaven light, you know, heaven light away. But yeah, it's like down by the lake of Mississippi, a boy was born poor and abandoned. And as he walked, you could hear him yearning for a home and he prays. And by the fields he sang for rising, all for his faith and memorizing, all the songs his mother learned from the Lord himself. And then there's another day was born and rising, and on the stool the boy was trying to earn a coin for his mother and hoping that freedom will lead her way. Mr. Cadillac Blood, dear little friend, I've heard your story. Please take my hand and I'll promise we'll find a way and we'll be fighting for your mother and dot, dot, dot. Right. Yeah. It it can easily be played for some type of tribute. Mm-hmm. You know, emotional tribute for whatever, you know, and it's that kind of song. You, you listen to the song. It's almost got this like fucking swingy, waltzy type, type fucking vibe in the in the verses. But then it opens up to that fucking big chorus. I'm pretty sure I, I don't maybe on something new, but I don't remember hearing much where he actually like sings higher than this. And it still sounds like fucking if Keith Caputo was singing like very high. Like it's <laughs> yeah, crazy no, I feel to that. me. I was like, wow. Well, they, you know what else is like, I was thinking about like, are there any like standout harmony parts in this band that like would justify needing someone else other than Michael Polson himself? And then I realized, oh no, that's it, right? There's like, there's a part when it does get all sorry where there is some layering going on, right? Not that I, you don't need that live maybe. I don't know. Maybe you do. But it's weird because like, I mean, this was one, I mean, you talk about earworms. This is one that was fucking kind of stuck in my head from the first time I heard it. For well, sure. I mean, like that's, mostly yeah. the chorus. Uh, number five for you. So my number five is is we, again, because it has a very, very 50s feel to it. But this is also one I watched a video for, and this is where that whole thing really starts to come into play to me. They're all greasered out. They got the hair. They yeah, got the, you know, They got the, 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 the shirts with the rolled up sleeves and the jeans and whatnot. I mean, and that's Banshee. Well, no, he does. And then the rest of them look like any other, like, Scandinavian <laughs> band with, like, a baseball hat. And, like, like it's, it's a weird, interesting mixture <laughs> of things. 
I guess also to note, it's it's Michael Polson and then the other only original members, the drummer. Mm-hmm. So like they stay, yeah. stay kind of consistent, and then the other dudes is just like it's not even worth trying to recognize these dudes' faces because they get changed out so much over time, right? Apparently, um, <laughs> yeah. But like, so you got that. You got the performance thing. That's 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 standard. And I, maybe I need to look into these lyrics. But like, so it's like this dude's coming out of like a fifties. It's like a dance or a bar or something, and they're he's getting yeah. along with this gal, and they uh, and they get in his car. <clears throat> and then, and again, you got to keep in mind the band's playing between all this. And all of a sudden they come up to a car wreckage and they stop to see w- what happened. And they look and it's the girl. And the girl then disappears and he's like, oh shit, that was her ghost, dude. And so he goes, he picks up. So he the, went to uh, the dance with her ghost? Yeah. It's one of those. It's like, how many times have you heard that story? It's like, oh, I... I fucking dead man's curve shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I turned to go <laughs> get her jacket, and then she was gone kind of right. shit like that. It's like it's like one of those, right? And so they like, he goes back to the place where they were at the dance carrying her body, and then all of a sudden he sees her back up on the stairs, and then he's like, what the fuck? And then he looks, and the body's gone, and she kind of shoots him this... I don't, mm-hmm. it's a look, but I don't really know what's, so like, this is a cool concept, except I kind of get lost on, on the, towards the end. And I'm just like, eh? and then all of a sudden, so I'm trying to piece together. She, is it a different guy she's getting in a car with, or is it the same guy? And he's a ghost too. That's, it's just kind of like, do you know, have you seen so, the video? I haven't, but here's the chorus. Yeah. Close your eyes, baby. And lend me your finger together. We walk out as one. No lonely night, broken promise of fights will return anymore. I remember a time I believe I was fine, but inside my heart broke down in two. Something inside starts to burn like a fire, and I knew it was you. We're broken and damn, but together we'll find a way. No longer shall hell await, we will seek all the light in the day. Cause forever our love will breathe. Yeah. So are they both dead? Sounds like it. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I'm not, I just think I, they could have done a better God, job. It did not that. sound familiar to me at all, but I, I, this is from the first album. I don't remember. I, I, no, first or second? second or third. I, I want to tell say. you in just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem too. Is what those like first you said four. me and I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I, I yeah. don't remember seeing that. But, I mean, I, I probably listened to it and just didn't care. But, I mean, I did kind of, like, blow through some of the real 50s stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I want to say. I kind of cruised through some of those because they're just like, ooh, man. I want to say it's from Rock the Revel Metal really? the Devil, huh. but I am wrong. I, I think it's either one of those. And there's one, speaking of goofy titles, that really threw me for a loop that I, I'll, I'll try to find real quick. Anyway, oh, the one that's like Wu-Tang mm. Wu, like Wu-Tang yes! Clan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, remember what the that? fuck is yeah. that? Woo. Yeah. Woo. Was that it, or was that? I thought there was another uh, word attached we to it. We is off of Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood. Okay, so um, uh, third album. I, again, I hate having to refer to it like that. Play in just a minute. Yeah, third album. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. And this is why I wrote down the album order. There you go. Thank you. Let's see. There's no way I would have remembered even. What the fuck album was that Woo song on? I think it's like on the first one. It's yeah. either the first or second one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, always Woo. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I always thought. Always Woo, yeah. yeah. Isn't, like, isn't there a the period after Always? So it's like Always. Not in my woo. listing. Yes, there is something weird like that. Or like yeah. there's Prince. Always just, yeah. Woo. What yeah. the fuck, dude? I, and I'm just all Woo, Woo, yeah. Woo, yeah. Woo, yeah, woo, I'm not going to talk woo. about how I got 
access to that album. <laughs> so, I mean, it may clear. not be. Fair enough. <laughs> in there properly. Oh, man, are we going to do a Who episode and not like the British band, like the Mongolian band? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that might be I mean, interesting. Pro- I'm hoping we get there. That's that's a gimmick band for sure, and I I know my buddy Nick likes them. <laughs> he, he was the one that proposed the gimmick band because all his fucking favorite bands are gimmick bands, which which he'll gladly tell you. And they just had like a sold out show here yeah. at the uh, observatory. Yeah. So they I'd did, rather like, do think... that who than the other who. Uh, so the, okay, okay, remind me afterwards. I got some stuff I want to run by you. But no, dude, okay, speaking of that who band, uh, they come here for the first time and they do a three month tour, a three month tour consecutive. Like, holy shit, dude. Whew. I think Ingested just did that recently. They were out for like well, they were out longer, but I mean it just depends on the band. If you can keep if you can keep the ball rolling, yeah, and you're down to do it, that's the big thing. Yeah. Probably but a lot of the especially the older bands, yeah. probably not down to do it. They're like ah fuck, we don't yeah. need to. And, but that's the thing is like Ingested's been going for a long time, and they've just kind of like been the same band on the same trajectory for however long this Who band just blew up because they were a novelty band, and they're like, guess what? Three months, dude. It's like it's like that O'Killy Do'Killy band, you know the Ned Flanders band. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they, they're they, out of Phoenix. Yeah, they did a two month tour or something, right? Like it's based crazy. on the the buzz because of like the the everybody passing it around on the internet. Yeah. Oh look at the it's a band that dresses like Flanders, uh, and maybe for another time, but I don't think they're actually that good. But they got a gimmick. Uh, Sometimes that's all you need, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 On to your number four, Liz. So. We're bringing it up yet again. Still counting. Okay. I love the way that it just kind of starts slow and then it picks up tempo into like full out rock and roll song. And it's always nice to point out that most of the human race are assholes in some way or another. Not alone. (laughs) Not alone. And that like no relationship's perfect. Mr. Perfect doesn't (laughs) exist. It's just the, uh, uh, the song's about. You know, I think it's got a lot of lying and cheating and asshole okay. dating undertones to okay. it. Because, like, I, I, I was, it's obviously really easy to pay attention to, like, the first part of the lyrics and the intro part. And then after that, it just kind of, you know. This reminds I, me of, like, the fucking metal version of uh, <laughs> the fucking Kanye West songs. Like, this song's for the douchebags. Oh. This song's for the assholes. I guess I'm not familiar <laughs> or with whatever the fuck it is. Dude, like, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, yeah. they're just kind of talking about being an asshole in mm. general. That was why I fucking said this is music for those dudes that <laughs> right. are super proud about being an asshole. Yeah. I, and I just, like, all around think it's a fun song to listen to, and, uh, yeah. I can absolutely <laughs> see why this is, like, I'm pretty sure this is their biggest song. I could see why. Like, mm-hmm. this song is, I mean, you want to talk about, like, lowest common denominator. Let's just try and hit every motherfucker we mm-hmm. can, right? I mean, the music... Fairly simple, nice rocking tune, nothing too hard. And let's talk about something that, I mean, everybody's got an asshole side in them. Or they want mm-hmm. to have the asshole side, so they vicariously get it through other people who are actually assholes. <laughs> so, can I just say that's how we got the dude in office? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> mm, that's true. People vicariously living. With the 48% <laughs> approval rating or whatever. <laughs> Fuck him. Yep. Anyway. Stupid fucking <laughs> hairline That's about as political as this fucking podcast ever going to get. Yeah. All right. Uh, Probably smart. But yeah, this this song, like, I can, wasn't me. I mean, for sure. Like, this, this is, you can hear this song and just, I mean, if you didn't even know, you never heard the song before, I, I'm, I bet people could probably pick this song up, but like, this is going to be the biggest one. 
Don't you think? You know what's funny is I was Liz. I was waiting for this song, and it turns out I was thinking of a completely different one. So when it blew by, <laughs> I didn't even realize which one it was. And okay, so the two things stuck out to me. I was like, "Have I heard this song? Have I not?" Number two, does anybody else think it starts like that? It's I can't remember which one it is between Modest Mouse or Franz Ferdinand, but you remember, like they got that, they had that ones. I'm pretty sure it's Modest Mouse. Now that I think about it, I never got into either of those. Yeah, bands. but like, like the beginning reminds me of that. Like the guitar, like the... Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That, that song that was in like all the ads 16 years ago? Oh, man, uh-huh. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, I mean, I kind of... I get what you're saying, because I mean, it's almost like that... It's like the off-time reggae. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, like exactly. Literally every fucking reggae... Yeah, that yeah. would be like every reggae song hits that on the guitar. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of the same thing, except it's not reggae sounding at all. No. It's... It almost reminds me of Clutch. Yeah, like that's what it reminds me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what else? It did have that vibe of, the, of a lot of songs you can hear on the radio nowadays. It, you know what else it reminds me of is that uh, that song by Finger Eleven that kind of not put them over the top, but when they were over the top, it was like the next one I think that I can't remember. <laughs> and like like other things you would hear like like um, you know from the mid two thousands on on like one oh five three or any you know active rock station or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep firing assholes yeah and it's kind of just a nostalgic song too because it's you know probably one of the first songs that i really remember yeah uh, but when you know i started what? listening to them is funky is it's it's on it's on the third album again i'm great with titles <laughs> but it's also on the fourth as a bonus track and it's not a different it's not a different version it's the same thing so even though it's their biggest song and originally on the third it's on their biggest album as a bonus track as well Interesting. I think they probably added that later because I don't think that's on my copy. Yeah, and I mean, like maybe that's the thing is you take what is now the biggest song and mm-hmm. put it on what's now the biggest album. Yeah, because like Could like be. it's it's mind blowing to me that Anthrax's biggest song is is Madhouse, but it's it's on uh, Spreading the Disease, their previous one before their biggest album Among the Living, and I I'm shocked Spreading the Disease never went gold. Anthrax has four gold albums and that wasn't one of them and it's got their biggest song on it. That's it's confusing to me. Speaking of, the <laughs> Anthrax connection uh, right? when they got Rob Caggiano on guitar. Maybe this is something I just wasn't paying attention to at the time, but when he joined it, it seemed like the, uh, well, A, the songwriting changed, but B, yeah. and the style. But B, like they got a lot more leady, for lack of a better definition. Mm. That yeah. was something that surprised me. I guess that's, now that you say that, it surprised me. Um, There's guitar solos. Yeah. <laughs> I right. was like, wait, what? Right? Because I thought for sure this was going to be a band with you know no guitar solos. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just that kind of a band. But yeah, yeah I was really surprised that when I started hearing some guitar solos. And it is later on in, in the thing. Kind of weird. I mean... <laughs> Killer guitar solos, though. Oh, yeah, no, right? he's pretty <laughs> fucking good. He might sure. be my favorite lead player Anthrax ever had, but we'll have to figure that out it's another not time. Hard to do. Yeah, but it's just also interesting that, like, the, he joined uh, he joined Volbeat and then yeah. Anthrax opened for Volbeat after that. <laughs> right. What an interesting position. That is, it's strange, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the? It's like dumping a chick for a hotter chick. <laughs> it really is something, isn't it? <laughs> like, and then inviting the other one to the, your wedding or something? That's weird. My yeah. classic chick is going to come for <laughs> yeah. the for the like, wedding. Damn, that's fucking 
I'm inviting I mean, her to the bachelorette party. Yeah, 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 for real. Crazy. I, and we know that shit happens. But I mean, speaking oh, yeah. of that, that shit happens. That, I mean, it happens a lot. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, there's probably a, a decent split. You know, I'm sure those guys were like, fuck. I mean, he's going to Volbeat. I mean, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, fuck. It's like people leaving, you know, when those dudes leave for a bigger band, like, you know, Dirk fucking going to Megadeth or something, or yeah. John going to fucking, you know, um, Anthrax and yeah, fucking, yeah. and uh, what's his name going to Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you fuck with that, though? Dude. Like, if someone was in my band and all of a sudden they got the fucking Aussie gig, like, yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, dude, go kick we ass. Right. Also, take us out on tour. You know what yeah. I was just listening to was uh, Kirk Hammett being interviewed on the Dean Del Rey podcast and just hearing his story about starting yeah. Exodus and then getting the call from Met- yeah. Megadeth, or Metallica, excuse me. Dude! And they were all, oh, that is what a big the fuck? Yeah, and they were all, fucking do it, dude. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And they and he got to dude, collaborate Dean with Del them Rey. later. Yeah, dude, have you listened to that? Yeah. Dude, I've been enjoying the hell out of that. So, yeah, shout out. Have us on. <laughs> or come on ours. We'll, we'll Whatever. We'll make it happen. But no, so it's cool that Anthrax was cool enough to just be like, hey, yes, do it. And fucking, hey, we'll gladly have the exposure on your tour. Thanks for having us. So, you know, when shit right. like that works out, it's cool. Anything else you wanted to add on to that? Nope. <laughs> it's their biggest song for some reason, clearly, apparently. Yeah. It, it put, it on, put it on two different albums, the same version. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, man. Um, Jason, you're number four. So this one starts off with, essentially, it starts off exactly like rock and roll all night by Kiss. <laughs> I mean, that's what it reminds me of, just the drums. But, like, when the riff comes in, the... Like, fucking dude. It's like the classic fucking rock Kiss slash intro. Like, it's fucking crazy. And uh, it is heaven nor hell. And the weird thing is there's a little fucking harmonica thing after the fucking intro kicks that, in for a second. Yeah, 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 I yeah, never yeah. thought, there's one thing I thought I'd never fucking say in my life, dude. That I harmonica fucking part like kicks the little harmonica yeah, fucking dude. part, dude. It's yeah, fucking yeah. sick. You know, but the fucking huge fucking... Like that whole fucking like just ultimate fifties fucking chorus. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah, I never thought that that would fucking catch my ear like that. But goddamn, I mean, I put it on my list today. Nice. See, that's one I wanted to have, and I just like by this by this yeah. time, I was like, I have too many fucking songs. <laughs> I, I can't Dude. do this. You know I'm, I mean? I'm going to be honest. I probably avoided a lot of these songs that were singles. Is it? A, I mean, Heaven I don't know what Hell, this. Yeah. Heaven or Hell was a single. I can see why. I don't. So yeah. I kind of avoided putting them in my like honorable mentions <laughs> hey man, or anything. Hey, man, they're your favorites, because, whatever. Well, because I think I've just heard them so many times and I maybe wanted to call out some stuff that well, that's people another, may that's, not have checked out yet. That's a thing, too, too, like, because sometimes that skews how you feel about a song is, like, mm-hmm. how many times you've heard that song. Yeah. You know, and so it really can, you know, by the time 10 years later, you know, years later, that song that was maybe your favorite, all of a sudden it's like, ah, fuck that song. Like, <laughs> because you've heard it so fucking much. It's, But I think we talked about it on Gojira. Like, it was, it was like... There was something like three of my songs were like in their top five played on Spotify. And I was just like, what? Like, because I thought I was being a weirdo picking those songs. Like, I was like, oh yeah, dude. Like, I'm going to, you know, people are going to be like, what the fuck? How's that in your top five? And then I found out, I was like, I think it was like my number five was like their second most played song. And it was a single I had no idea. So for the most part, I really don't know what, what singles are for most bands. Sure. Because I haven't listened to radio, like especially rock radio, like in years. I don't listen to videos. You so, don't listen to videos? 
or sorry, I don't watch videos. But I mean, also like I don't generally don't look to at, at the top five on Spotify, except for like when we're doing this when we're doing this list. So yeah, a lot of times like I have no idea, you know, what is the single and for this especially mm-hmm. a band like this where I think. For me, it's like, I mean, anything they do can be played on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they, yeah, they I like definitely that. have stuff that's catchier than others, that's for sure, though. This is one mm-hmm. of them. I have not even surprised this is a fucking single at all. Yeah. It's definitely a really great song. Yeah. I, for both of the reasons you mentioned, I really wanted to have it somewhere. I just couldn't fucking fit anymore than <laughs> I already had, dude. But, like, yeah, no, that one's great. Absolutely. <laughs> And now that you bring I'm just it up, I'm just, like, just fucking sweating over this. <laughs> I have as, a fucking limit. Yeah, as I'm blowing my, <laughs> my, my good record on Resident Evil 4, I'm still heartbroken about that. I need to redeem myself. <laughs> uh, anything else you wanted to add to that guy? No, that's about it, man. It's just, <laughs> fuck, it's, I mean, clearly I'm sure everybody's already heard it. It's fucking good too, man. Yeah. Like, especially if you're older and, like, you want, like, kind of a callback to some of those old fucking classic rock songs, man. Like, it's just got that whole vibe to it. Yeah, for sure. I... Talking about like how many just earworms this fucking band has, it's hard to get anything stuck in your head when it's constantly being replaced with something else. <laughs> just as well, that's or if not catchy. That's yeah. a lot of what I fucking made my list on was like, okay, like what do I keep going back to though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, when, it, yeah that I mean, was, usually I don't do that because usually I have kind of like a set, like okay, yeah. You know, so this is the first. I think probably the first time, maybe first or second, that I've really had to be like, okay. What's really getting stuck in my head? Like I'm, yeah. I'm at work. I mean, I'm at fucking Home Depot. I can't listen to shit. Like, but all of a sudden, like, fucking <laughs> as much as it bothers me, you know, <laughs> these fucking Volbeat songs are <laughs> jumping into my head, and I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So yeah, mission accomplished. They yeah, are yeah. catchy. <laughs> so my number four is the first song I heard, as I mentioned earlier, uh, and it turns out it's the first song on the first album, Karen Line Leaving. That name right there already. It's a 50s ass song name. Oh, yeah. And it conjures. So, and that's the other thing, too. Okay, Elvis metal. Let's hear this. Okay, Apologies this to any lady named Caroline. <laughs> Fucking A. You're not all old. Nope. <laughs> Caroline Ray is old as fuck. Wait, I'll say all you gals named Caroline. Oh. There, there you go. go. Peggy Sue's. I guess he couldn't say Peggy Sue on this <laughs> shit right here. Huh? That'd, be, that'd be a little too much even for Volbeat. All you dames. Yeah. I was going to say flappers, but that's a completely different thing. It's a little too old there. I know, I know. <laughs> it's better to overshoot than under. <laughs> but, like, like so I, I hear this. It's like, okay, this isn't exactly how I would have done 50s metal. But, like, I get the idea. I, I, I grasp what they're going for here. I dig it. It has a good rhythm. Like, even his little vocal sense of melody is, is kind of catchy. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't know that there's any videos for anything off the first album. Probably not. Yeah. But I mean, right after that, there is too many. Uh, how do you make that many videos in a lifetime? That's that's truly something. It's a good on them. But like, like it's just you know, it's a good way to start off that album. Again, uh, the thing about that is, uh, we were talking about like definitively that fourth one is the best one, and that's like where you actually got an idea kind of running through the whole thing. There's like a theme to having the songs in the sequence they have. That first album is like a lot of bands' first albums where it's just like, here's a fuck ton of songs we wrote. Doesn't really matter the order that much, you know what I mean? (laughs) But like the way that the first one kicks off, I think works really well. It's the difference between, again, for the future Fear Factory Machine, wait, Fear Factory Machine? Fear Factory (laughs) episode, 
It's the difference between Soul of a New Machine just being a bunch of, okay, here's like 20 songs we wrote, and then Demanufacture being like songs. Essentially that, a concept album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what I mean? Like, like each one makes sense in the order it's yeah. in, and there's like different, Sequence you know. Sequence a certain way. Yeah. Can I just say how bad that's really far? I just looked. It's really fucking me up that this these they've been a band for 15 years. Like, uh, they've... It's been 15 years since they put out their first album. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, again, that's crazy to me. The yeah. first four and five years, five of those. Yeah. That's fucking. That's I had prolific I, shit. I mean, when I looked and just saw 2005, I was like, "What?" Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't notice that when I was going through this stuff. Yeah, to Fuck, even think man. it's been that long that's since I crazy. maybe first heard them. It's, that time. it's probably been closer to 11 years since I first heard them. Mm. So even to think that they had been around for that much longer before that. Yeah, and you know what? Now that I think about it, I, I, I try to listen to demos as much as I can if I can help. And I saw there was two, and they probably weren't that long. I'm, I'm bummed I didn't search that out. Because, like, it's thinking about that gestation period. Between the time, fuck, was it Dominus? Yeah. Okay, cool. Between the time they end and Volbeat begins, it's a year. It's 2000 to 2001 mm-hmm. or something. So you have, like, four or five years that Volbeat's getting fleshed out. And then ready to, you know, hit it. So it's interesting. And obviously it worked right. out so good on them. But, like, that, that – because for- so, some bands, like, it's just like, okay, that band's done. Here's the new thing immediately. And others take a while to get off the ground. So right. it's interesting to see how that all worked out that way. And that's the first thing they come out with. And I say, good on them. Out the <laughs> gate, firing, you know, consistently. I just got to say, back to heaven nor hell, I almost forgot. Shoot. Mm-hmm. One thing I really fucking love, there is, there is a lyric. I mean, the lyrics are cool, too. I kind of dig it. But there's this one part that I really love where he says, uh, so, well, the chorus is holding on to this, his words, but baby, I saw an angel become the devil. Still, they look pretty good hand in hand. Then this part, like, well, baby, I don't need any of them, heaven nor hell. I love that mm-hmm. shit, man. Yeah. Like, he's basically like, eh, you know what? Don't need any of you. Mm. He's deceivingly uh, pretty clever with the shit there. I dig that. Liz, you're number three. Number three, Sad Man's Tongue. So this is their play on lyrics of Folsom Prison Blues and kind of bringing it up to a different upbeat driving rift song. I wonder if this is the one I was thinking of because I definitely heard a song and I was like, Folsom Prison Blues. And it's so Elvisy sounding too. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mama told me, son, you better watch out. Like, yeah. I, I, fucking hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I like my Johnny Cash. So it's kind of fun to see just a different play on on them respecting their four founders, if you will. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, I definitely got like a fucking Johnny Cash vibe on some of the stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, I don't even, I, I'm sure I have heard it, but I don't, couldn't even tell you what Folsom fucking prison blues i mean i know the story behind it more than i know the song <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah i even before i saw anything about like influences or whatever i i kind of felt like you know, yeah obviously elvis and yeah a little bit johnny cash i guess maybe not as country but that same kind of mm-hmm. yeah mystique of johnny cash sad man's tongue is that what's called yep yeah i was just like you know me being a Where'd you come from with the influences? That's what it is. It's Elvis, Johnny Cash, Social Distortion, Metallica Slayer on their on their Facebook. And I heard other stuff, too, that he cited later. But those are the five that are on there, you know, that they're putting right up for everybody to see. I mean, this is kind of a cool lyric. Well, I've got my pocket full of real tales in a broken guitar mode. And the story keeps on rolling out from the sad man's tongue. 
And that's totally done so like in the way of Bolson. Of this, is it a continuation on the story? Is it just a different... It, it is a kind of take on it, even maybe? Yeah. Hmm. It's in, yeah, I can see it's, that. I think it's just like their own new lyrics, no new version kind of of it. Yeah. I will say, man, I was kind of not like pleasantly surprised like when I went through checking out some of the lyrics for some of the things. Pretty clever. Pretty cool lyrics. I like the I like story lyrics. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Cool. I was just not gonna say not too cryptic, you know. Like, yeah, you like you don't have to be like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about every single time. Like, right? Yeah, they're pretty straightforward with kind of the storytelling when they go into storytelling. Mm-hmm. Granted, I I kind of checked them out after I picked out the songs, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I but still, that was I mean, some of them really fucking surprised me. Yeah, dude. yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, uh, did not see that coming. Along a similar take, did you ever get into Defeater? No, but you've uh, you've brought them up before, and like yeah. the whole like the whole concept of them, and like yeah, their entire that's fucking. That's something I want to see. Yeah, should check out. I think the entire band is a concept. Like 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 the idea is the first album is through the the son's eyes. It's it's a post World War II family and the and the effects of PTSD and like alcoholism have torn the family apart the the son flips out and he kills the dad and the brother and his mom's in a coma and that's the first album the second album is through the dad's eyes and it's like up to the point where the son kills him the the well the second album's two halves halves you know it's but two parts let's say the second part i think is through the other brother's eyes and it's like okay this is cool they're continuing and like now that they're like however many albums in everybody's just like how many fucking more perspectives can you possibly fit <laughs> you know there's an EP where it's like, it's like this was from the milkman's perspective <laughs> yeah well they're, they're I think it's, it's from the police officer's <laughs> yeah, the, uh, perspective the, the EP between the first and the second album is through the eyes of a, of a homeless dude that like sees this all going on or something and he's like a character this through the eyes the, of others the mom's hairdresser yeah well so, and then, then then like that's their that they finally went on twitter and they're like we'll keep this shit going as long as we want to we're gonna have one from the houseplants perspective at one day uh, so it's just you know and then that's the other thing too is it's like because it's like around before during and after world war ii that's the idea is like this is how world hardcore would have sounded it during world war ii so it's a lot more twangy and organic and it's that yeah you're like pre-rockabilly kind of vibe and I have not seen them in nine years. I'd really like to. They were fucking sick when I did see them. So I'm going to go check out Defeater, specifically the first two albums if you're going to start anywhere. <sighs> <sighs> so you can get the proper story in yeah, order. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Jason, you're number three. Man, I'm trying to think of how it goes, but I'm completely drawn a blank because the only thing I really remembered about this song was... Um, hold on, let me look up <laughs> her name real quick. Jesus Christ, and I got rid mind. of it. Anyway, I think her name's Pernille. It's Marianne's place. Right, right. And it's got the girl from The Storm, I think is the name of her band. I did see this, yes. I just, dude, her voice with his voice sounds awesome. It's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Good riffs, too. I I remember it's, it's more of a, I don't know, it's more of like a metal vibe. This one definitely was like less 50s-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that ratio yeah. is a lot more of one than the other. Yeah, but I mean, I just I remember I was sitting there listening to it, and like I, I mean, obviously the female vocals like really stand out, but more importantly, like how well it sounded with his voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, her vocals are really, really good on that track. Cool. It's oh my god, dude. All right, you know what? I gotta look it up because I feel like a dick now. But I think it's like Pernil Bordendahl or something. Well, let's see how bad I fucked that up. <laughs> you gonna do the uh, Google phonetic translation thing or whatever? 
No, I'm just literally going to look up her name. Nice. You're, you're going to get, like, responses on your Instagram and stuff. This is how it's pronounced. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hear that all the time on podcasts I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, corrections corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their section. We don't have a name for ours yet. Right. Ours should just be called, like, fine. Well, go fuck yourself or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. It's Pernil Rosendahl. I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever see the video that's been going around where it's the uh, Google Translate but with the audio thing where it's somebody translating uh, titties into French or whatever? Uh-uh. So it's just all – I don't want to spoil it because I also couldn't do it justice, but, like, <laughs> it's – it's you just – you know, the English pronunciation, titties. And then when it, <laughs> when it goes to the French thing, it's – the same thing, but it just sounds funny because it's got the gnarly digital robot French accent thing. Like, titties. But, but it's like sharper and like quicker. It's like titties or something like that. It's, and I can't, that's not even doing it justice. But everybody, I don't know what you got to safe search to find that, you know, at work or not at work or in front of your folks. But fucking, it's funny. Search it out. Oof. How about the song itself? Aside from the guest feature. One nice thing about listening to Volbeat on the show is we just listened to half the song <laughs> in less than two minutes. I know, I know, yeah. Right? Some others. That's Unlike what I'm the saying, Gojira yeah. episode yeah, where yeah. it's like, holy shit, we're going to listen to the whole Getting song. It's like eight minutes here. But yeah, like, so, yeah, it is the extension of, I, I until you said that, I had no idea that it's, this, it's the next part, right? So After it's Mr. like the, Miss? yeah, so it's Lucy and Danny fire, <laughs> fire song. And, there, and then like Mr. and Mrs. Ness, and then Mary Ann's place. Yeah. So it's like Like, it's fucking. I just noticed that now. That's probably why I kind of picked it out because that fucking slur. Well, you know what? That kind of reminds me of rhythmically is the beginning of Orion. Like, if you just change the melody. Well, the open part, the fucking. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like done differently. Yeah, I mean, it's a reinterpretation, which could be said that. for a lot of their material, and I dig it. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't just play exactly the same thing. Well, I'm in some sure there's laws against that. Some places they get pretty close. <laughs> Did you do you ever hear the story about that one red chord song, Responsibles? No. They literally just took the uh, dialogue from a scene from um, Trailer Park Boys the movie, and they just changed <laughs> around one or two words. Huh. To get, and that's that, that's their way of getting around. <laughs> Even Responsibles is a, is a, a a reference to Trailer Park Boys. I mean, twenty percent, twenty percent is changed. You're yeah, good. Yeah, At yeah. least you changed it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking missed the red cord. Can't wait for the red cord episode, man. Uh, anyways, uh, that'd anyth- be a good one. Yeah. Anything else on that song? Number three for you. Number three for me. Okay, so I was saying. These next three are definitely the vibe I, I was going for when I when I first heard the concept of 50s or Elvis metal or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a matter of, okay, which one of these is the top dog? They're all a similar vibe, a similar approach. They just maybe differ a couple of things. So this one, I'm going $16. It's like, it's fucking... The, the, oh, what, shit! What, what really puts it over? <laughs> Can anybody guess what really puts it over? Holy shit, it's pissing down outside. Sorry, I'm just now yeah. saying that. <laughs> that That'll is be fun. Some, some good rain. Anyways, can anybody figure out what puts this song over the top for me? The acoustic guitar? Ooh, that's good too. I didn't think of that. <laughs> uh, especially because it's not throughout the whole thing. But the thing that I'm thinking of is... There's a... There's... It's all the way through? Yes. 
Hmm. It's a very distinguished thing that's not in any of the other songs. Is there a fucking cowbell in it? Oh, that'd be sick too. So <laughs> <laughs> stand up bass, we, we dude. Oh, I was like, oh. we literally just listened to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need more stand-up bass in random I remember hard rock when, and metal songs. Yeah, I remember when <laughs> Devil Driver was first a thing. That was like their that big was, thing. That was they their were, gimmick. Yeah, they were going to have a stand-up bass, and then they yeah. didn't. Well, Christian Wolvers has played stand-up bass on a couple things. Yeah, but like they, they were going to have the whole all thing. all the time, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. he's used it before. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not very common, that's for sure. Yeah. And, okay, so here's the thing, too. Uh, this is another video I watched, and this is... This is Right out of the fucking 50s playbook right here to my <laughs> favorite degree. Dude gets out of jail, anybody, and he's got the... So what's the first thing he does? He gets on this motorcycle that just happens to be right outside the jail <laughs> in his prison uniform still. Nice. And this is one of those green screen ones where, okay, similar to Sin City, dude's there, and then they animate, not animate, CG, whatever you want to call it, they, they, they create a background. And it's animated, so to speak. You know, it's there's movement and stuff to it. And so what happens when the dude gets on the motorcycle? He fucking bursts into flames and he's got fucking skull face paint <laughs> on. So it's like, so is this greaser fucking ghost rider or something? What's going on here? <laughs> and then he... and then Fucking he, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Johan Blaze. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> he picks... Oh, there might be something to that. And then, and then he picks up this girl from, it's either a gas station, a diner, or a auto shop of some sort. It's just, you know, whatever the trope is. And then for some reason, you see her, like, again, while the band's playing with the same greaser, all that. And all of a sudden, she's visiting this grave, and then homie gets back out of his grave with his with his skull face paint on. And they take off on the motorcycle from the guy's grave. A, a lot of, I'm learning a lot of these videos don't actually make sense. But they're cool to look at, and they and they carry a vibe. I feel like it doesn't even make sense with the song lyrics. When I was looking at the song lyrics, I'm like, Yeah, I was like, am I, am I missing something? Um, <laughs> and like, so here's the other trip about that stand up bass. I was like, Oh, cool. So the guy's playing stand up bass for this song. Well, if the video is anything to go by, and I was listening to it afterwards, I was like, Is there like a bass guitar track in there that I'm also just not at? You know, because there's a lot going on in the song. Mm-hmm. It, there's the bass player, but then like separate from the band, it pops up when the dudes ghost riding down the highway there's another dude playing a stand-up bass with like a psycho billy crazy ass fucked up haircut too like a necromantic style exactly it might be the guy for all i know i just didn't see any like features or anything you know for that uh but like it works it's up my alley it's cool it's fun yeah there's a vibe it's not super overthought or anything it's just fun and that's that's what I get out of this. Band it fully most. went into my first list just because the whole Stone Cold Crazy vibe like that I got mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was listening to it more, and I'm like, motherfucker, it's Walk This Way, just like really fast. It's, it's kind of like This Way on Red Bull or yeah. on Monster because they're Kyle. Yeah. By the way, yeah, there is the... a Walk This Way lyric in it. Oh well, yeah, shit. the back backseat lover. Is so, that what it is? I, I see a window open here, and Aerosmith rocking with Dick Brave Walk This Way. Okay. Well, so, literal so it's a, fucking. So like, it's an homage. So it's literal. like okay. more than one way. So it's an homage. Because I hear like, something about backseat. There's something backseat like in the first line, or first or second line. Yeah. Well, just like oh uh, yeah, it's right in the it's right in the beginning. Okay, so they're not even hiding. Sixteen dollars in a backstreet corner is enough for a beautiful day. Uh, I see a window yeah, yeah, open yeah. here at Aerosmith, rocking with. Dick Brave walked this way. Okay, so you dug wow. into something that was actually wow. right there, and I just moved right past it. I'm sorry. Okay. Also, I need a quick drink. More volume for the beat. 
see the cats are playing dice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The volume for the beat thing is kind of a cool callback yeah, to yeah. Uh, their name too. Yeah. So there must be all sorts of shit that I missed that, it, that it's probably like way more. Cause I remember in wild rover of hell, they talk about listening to Metallica. And that's well, a yeah. Metallica. There's a lot song. of, I mean, it could be the accent could just be the way he sings. I mean, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that he enunciates strange on purpose to make it work for the line, <laughs> yeah. which tons of singers do. Yeah, but also maybe a little bit of accent, maybe a little bit of that, where it's like it's hard, kind of hard to tell what he's saying a little bit. Yeah, his uh, own accent. Yeah, I mean that happens a lot too. But yeah, have you guys seen that meme where it's um it's the video of uh, territory from uh, from Sepultura? And it's all them on that like dried lake or whatever that is, and he and it's where Max is all oh, and it's War Four, and then you see oh, below the Facebook it. picture for territory. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, okay. yeah. It's like that. You know that. what I mean? Like it's 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 funny. I but, bet there are tons of <sighs> Easter eggs in these songs that we're not even getting to. Yeah, for sure. All over the oh, place. Yeah. Well, especially if they have. I mean, they got fucking songs connecting over albums. Like, I mean, yep. I've, that's always a pretty cool idea because it's like, okay, mm. we're not gonna do a full concept album, but I mean. We want to have this bigger story across a larger amount of time. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Exactly. Or you never know. They might not have the whole concept thought out. And just yeah. over time, they're like, like just hey, going. let's uh, go back go. to Danny and Lucy. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, man. It's like, hey. Is that they well sit, dry? They sit down to practice, and the yeah. one guy just looks at the guy, hey, man, I was just wondering, what's Danny and Lucy up to? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> the other guy's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know the fucking song. That we played. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're up to now? Yeah. Well, Danny and Lucy are dead. That little fucking Kermit the Frog <laughs> meme. I wonder what Danny and Lucy are up to. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing that Kermit the Frog has had like four big relevant memes over the last like And the Muppets haven't been on it ever. Forever. Like so long. Yeah. Anyway, number two for Liz. Yep, yep, yep. Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood. It is the title track off the same album. It is the first song on that album. And I would also like to mention, I highly recommend listening to the intro into that song and not just the song itself. There's something the intro track adds to it that I just love. It's like some twangy guitar intro and then it goes into the chugging of Guitar Gangsters. For me, it's it's like that uh, classic greaser lyric greaser song mm-hmm. i just like imagine a guy slicking back his hair yeah, while the yeah. song's going on and Marlon a literal Brando. guitar gangster yeah. yeah like literal guitar gangster hopping in his cadillac <laughs> what's that what's that uh marlon brando motorcycle movie that was a big deal in the 50s oh man i know it's i know the name of streets it streets of sorry keep going i gotta find out now <laughs> mean streets it's Southern Streets. I, I want to say yells Wild. No, that streetcar named Desire. Oh yeah. There's a there's oh, a famous. The wild thing. I think that might be it. Let me let me see. With uh, or the wild one. Sorry, the wild yeah, one. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. The real wild one. With uh, what's that? What's that really haggard looking nice dude? Nice Iggy Pop hit right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that really haggard fucking actor. Uh, they say it in. I bet you're a real fan in Reservoir Dogs. I almost said. I figured that was what was gonna. Wild bunch. Not Wild Bunch, the uh, the actor. Ooh, look at that guy's teeth. That's fucked up. Sorry. Totally drawing blanks right now. Nicholas Cage. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you were right. Wild one. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Now we got to figure out that other guy's name, but sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lee Marvin? 
Yes, thank you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Did you do the same thing? Or are you just like, oh, you're a real Lee Marvin fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. When Mr. Blonde shows up. Yeah, all right. Woo. Back on Fucking the rails. A. Yep. But there's some just, uh, I don't know, cool sounds to that. There's some like twangy guitar in the mm-hmm. bridge and some extra guitar, or I mean, not sorry, uh, snare hits in the chorus that are just kind of. I, it's all just catchy, man. Yeah, no, it's all just catchy. Yeah, I love that greaser feel every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get your fix and heavier music, this is where to get it. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. they are kind of the one-stop shop for all that. If you don't count, like, parts of the Misfits. But, I mean, like, they just kind of touch on that. This is, like, their entire thing for Volbeat. <laughs> much, yeah. yeah, I mean. I mean, along with Prohibition Gangsters and Cowboys and all the other, you know. There, there's a spectrum they go into. There definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Jason, uh, I believe it's your number two. Okay, hold up, because I have I have a different melody line in my head now. Cause it's, been, it's been easy to mix them Christ, all up. man. Yeah. It's not even a song on my fucking list, dude. <laughs> like, it just jumped in my fucking head. So, yeah, you were right. Who they are, definitely the fucking Slayer intro. That's, like, my first mm-hmm. note. Slayer mm-hmm. intro. Second note. Angel of Death. Mm-hmm. There's that fucking down like a ticket 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 down 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 like a ticket 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 down like a ticket 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 down 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 like man. There's like some fucking pretty like thrashy shit in this fucking song, but then it opens up to the big fucking chorus, dude. Like which we just had to listen to. We just had to listen to because I just got another fucking earworm in my fucking head. But I, I mean, it's cool. It's a, it's a really short song. I mean, the chorus hits you halfway through the song. Intro's. I guess a little bit long, but yeah, fucking full on Slayer inch. But the fucking a, high, a higher form makes that makes us feel cold. They said that dying alone is our fault. It's I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but it kind of got me intrigued. And that was one that I, I actually looked it up to see if he was saying what I thought he was saying. Because I was like, man, it almost sounds like he says they they say that dying alone is our fault. <laughs> I look it up. I'm like, oh, he's actually saying that. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like I got it. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, so then there's forbidden and freeze the things that we need. They say, they said judgment day upon or judgment days upon lyrics are messed up a little bit, but I still don't quite get it, I guess, but I don't need to get it. It's not that kind of a fucking song for me. Like, it's just the way he fucking sings that chorus. It just opens up real nice, but then all of a sudden it goes right back into that fucking some good chuggies in there. But, I mean, again, like, it's not... Chuggies. Hey, man. Sounds like a oh, breakfast cereal. Chuggies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's all got fucking... It's got Jamie Josta on the fucking box. <laughs> Dude, did you hear that recent Josta <laughs> episode where he's going to copy uh, a fruit snack for metal? No. He can, or uh, copyright a fruit snack for metal. And that was the thing. He's all... And you know how he does this where he's just like, oh, I gotta have... We gotta cut this out or bleep this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, bleep And then it he out, leaves so it in. So, yeah. like, he's, oh, I don't want I anybody have, taking it, but it's right there. looking at my cereal yeah. box. is a picture of Jamie Josta, like, throwing up the fucking horns or, like, giving a fist. Like, yeah. and it's all chuggies. Mm-hmm. TM, TM, TM. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Dude, that'd be oh, fucking great, man. Or it, And it's just a bunch of fucking zeros and ones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's the fucking uh, binary cereal, yeah, dude. Binary. That'd be fucking great, man. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh. Yeah, this this song hit like this went like number two on my fucking list, like easy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, yeah. I, it's the most non what they are that doesn't sound that out of place. Yeah, mm. for yeah. sure. 
I don't. I mean, at least I don't think it sounds out of place. It's probably because that chorus, that 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 chorus really fucking. Well, no, because like during the verse two, there's a ticka 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 ticka, and you know, and he's all like it's he's got it's 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 more of the metal side but what he's doing and the cadence he uses is still like what volbeat fucking does Mm -hmm. so that's why i hit my fucking number two what's number two for you so again this was really close with my number one uh and i really had to go back and forth which one it was gonna end up taking the spot i think somebody already said something about it earlier even if it wasn't on an honorable mention or a list but radio girl dude oh i did yeah 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 so that sums it up perfectly is everything i wanted out of here it's just like the total i'm trying to think again it's really hard to come up with the actual names for these things even though you know what they are it's like the 50s i even hesitate to use the word doo-wop because i don't know that that's like a specific thing that's just but you know what i mean that whole area just oh radio it's like pop Melody songwriting from that time. It's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, classic mm-hmm. ass. Back Chuck then, if it wasn't if it wasn't R and B, man, it was, and if it wasn't country, it was rock and roll. Yeah, and like that, that, that like that's that's it's 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 a title that exemplifies that whole era so well that they didn't use it back then. You know what I mean? Right, they right. didn't know to, and there's like it's got another again fun video. That's the one that's I think it's got the black and white thing. But whereas uh, Sin City, it's like black with white. It's this is like white with black. Sounds pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, but I mean that's the that's the whole thing right there. It's it's damn well near everything that I want in this band in this form. The only reason I didn't make it my number one is because it's a little more up tempo than what I was <laughs> than what I it's my ideal speed for this band, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a sec. So on that note, no pressure. What is your number one, Liz? So I think there will be... Hold on, remember, this is set in stone. Yes. It cannot change ever again. Yep. That's how serious this shit is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think there are going to be some people who know me and have seen me perform that might guess this one off the tops, since they haven't heard it yet. Um, My number one is Lola Montez. It's really the story about an Irish dancer and actress who became famous... Spanish dancer, courtesan, and mistress in the 1800s. Um, She was known for her spider dance, where she would shake, like, imaginary tarantulas from her clothing and pretend like she's stomping on them. And honestly, it's just kind of a cool story all around. For sure. She's kind of a badass female portrayed in the song, who never really finds true love, and it kind of breaks that down in in the lyrics. Mm. There's just cool guitar picking in the beginning and goes right into a first guitar solo, which they reprise later in the song with another guitar solo. It's fucking cool. Yeah, sounds (laughs) like it. You know, this is another one of those ones I saw when I was having my little mini go with the videos that I think I saw a thumbnail for, and I was like, that looks cool, but I just don't have the time right now. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I might have to revisit Dude, that I just saw I'm the plays sure. on this one. For real? Yeah. Oh, are we going to be talking about that later? God damn. Um, pretty crazy. This other point I would like to make <laughs> about the song, part of the chorus, I think I've heard before that it's kind of a classic vocal progression, the way it's sung, the don't look in her eyes, you might fall and find the love of your life, fall and find the, the Mm -hmm. way that it like transitions. I've heard people refer to as just like 
a classic vocal progression, and that might be part of just what drags me into the song. L. King does it with X's and O's, and uh, yeah, things it. like that really just pull out. To yeah, me. it's big time like rock and roll song with. I think some that might intrigue people is the fact that like. I mean, if you have a fucking song called Doc Holiday, I mean, everybody fucking knows what Doc mm-hmm. Holiday was, or at least what fucking Tombstone told him Doc Holiday was. But, I mean, when you have a song that's called Lola Montez, like, I mean, everybody, like, I, I, even I did it. I fucking had to go to Google. I'm like, what the fuck is Lola Montez? And I, I fucking saw it, and I'm just like, oh. And I sat and read the whole fucking Wikipedia, dude. Like, hmm. oh, yeah. all right, cool. Like, I'm not Mr. fucking history buff, but, I mean... Just, it was that intriguing, and then it's like you listen to the song, and, I mean, fuck, it's a Volbeat song. I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna fucking... It, actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Was this one of the newer ones? This is... Which album is it off of? This is I don't, honestly of, don't remember. I, it's, it's off of uh, I Outlaw it's, Gentleman and Shady yeah, Ladies. Yeah, I wanted to say it was, it was that one. I believe. Isn't that the first one with, like, guitar solos? Am I wrong? Probably. Because that's... Fifth album, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. That's too. the yeah, fifth yeah. album, and that's kind of like where some of the solos started, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, because yeah. it wasn't the yeah, that it is, bomb yeah. fourth one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I just because yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't start noticing it until after that period, you know. Yeah, so I just saw the plays on it, man, and like, I mean, we'll get there, but like, I was really pretty, I was pretty surprised. I said, "Wow, man, like that's got a lot of plays, considering it's one of the newer-ish songs." Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty surprising, actually. But isn't there something to that where maybe there's more ears on it because, like, it is newer, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. That's Could be. It did get a little bit of radio play, uh, but... Was I, it a single? It was a single. Wow. And I had just, already heard the song, fallen around, in dude. love with it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'd heard the song, fallen in love with it, and then I heard him play it on Rock 105.3, and they only played it, like... I want to say for two months, and then it was gone. Oh, one of those things where it's just like, oh, the single's not doing that good. We're like, we're just, let's play Rooster again by Alice in Chains. <laughs> and like, I feel like happens. they do that a lot with Volbeat songs um, with iHeartMedia. Um, you think they wear <laughs> out quick? Do you think they wear off quick? Hmm. I don't like, know. someone they've that really been, loves the band. Like, they've been obviously, playing, it didn't wear off on you, but... They've been playing their current single so much, and it... Like, and they're I just not don't. slowing down? They're not slowing down, and I'm like, why? This is... <laughs> Last Day Under the Sun is just not one of my favorite tracks from them, and it feels like they're going way too beachy, Southern California, right? dare okay. I say it, yeah. and it kind of so kills me. that's what he was me. talking about. Was... Yeah, that's what I, it, I, at least the people at this table, I think that we're all in agreement that those last two albums just are not... In our oh yeah, nothing mm-hmm. on the last two even came close to yeah. mine. Yeah, no. But like, that's what I'm saying. Is there a big audience that is receptive to this? Like, Maybe I don't. I don't know. I have no way of well, telling. Well, dude, there's gonna be so there's like the stock radio audience that, you know, if you change your band to play a certain thing, they're gonna listen to it and they're probably gonna like mm. it. Right. Well, so that's the other thing you think. And that's a large group of people. So yeah. you think they they pulled Lola Montez in favor of stuff off the last two albums, maybe because they were like, okay, we don't want to push that direction anymore because this is what we're doing maybe maybe it's all theoretical um, I mean that it was so many years ago that that was even going also, on we're, we're radio experts just so you know right. yeah, obviously yeah. got a lot of insight right now. Yeah. I, I do think the last two albums maybe they're banking that they're going to collect new people 
right. on yeah. these songs. And yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, it's like okay, it's just, you you went for this change so you can get on the radio because yeah, that's just the that's just how radio is now. It mm-hmm. didn't used to be like that, but that's how it is now. You have to sound a certain way. There's a f- certain format, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So to get on there, but we've talked about it before where at what point are you willing to give up one fan to gain two? Because the radio audience is always bigger than yep. anything fucking Volbeat did before that. Yeah. You know, cause that's, again, that sound is a very niche sound where if they went more, you know, if they went a little bit, they, they don't even have to go all the way out of it. But also, you know, maybe it ran its course and maybe they're over it. That's what I was true. thinking too. This is I, true. I'm saying like if you exemplify what you were going for so hard, especially when you have that many albums or that many <laughs> songs on that many albums for that long and you such a, a wide variety but still within that little wheelhouse, maybe it just makes sense that they're like, okay, maybe it's I mean, time for something different. I mean, at some point you right? got to yeah. stop doing that thing. I mean, well, I mean, you don't have to, but I would think like you I mean, change it up and grow. fucking hardcore into it. But I mean, a lot of punk bands eventually. Some of them stop getting so punky, and yeah. and some of them just quit altogether. There's definitely that thing, and we we talked about with Journey, where they complete. I mean, their whole career was ever changing, but there was a point where they kind of got out of that whole like hard rock thing and went to this more adult contemporary style, and that happened a lot with a lot of those bands back then. I mean, I guess it just makes sense that they would do. I mean, especially if you're. At a level that, I mean, okay, we're this big. You know, what else do we want to do? And it's like, maybe we want to get bigger than that. Dude, Parkway mm. Drive, we talk about that all the time. They yeah. they outdid Unearth at Unearth Sound. Yeah. Until they, the literally they got couldn't do it anymore. Pretty big, and they're like, oh, you know, the only way to go is either down or up. Let's mm-hmm. go up, and they just kind of slightly change things, and boom, they just got even bigger than that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for every person that, you know, might not like that, you'll probably you'll probably gain at least two more that do. Yeah. It's just a more popular fucking style, I guess. For the masses, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was just waiting dis, to hear. Uh, what is it? Dis, disembodied voices? Is that what you're hearing? I mean, I hear the cats every once in a while, but that's about as close as we get. That's that's <laughs> intense, dude. Oh, because I told you, you could hear the water drip it, dripping in the sink. I don't think it's sink. raining that hard. Oh, but it's enough to where you can pick it up in here. That's, that's fun. That's weird. I can't even hear it right here. Yeah. This is the closest yeah. we're getting to ASMR now. <laughs> Uh, Not entirely, but uh, well, it's a mini white noise. <laughs> I take machine. care of a lot of that for all our uh, <laughs> mesophilioma. Mesophonia. I was mesophonia. gonna say mesothelioma, something you get from smoking, <laughs> right? I thought I don't know. Is that from smoking? Is it? I don't know. I just thought it's they the asbestos it disease, right? Is that what it is? Maybe it's in know. it's in the it's in the commercials. They all kind of run <laughs> together to you know. True. Misophonia. 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 <laughs> Misophonia is a fucking Who album, dude. It <laughs> is? Like, no, it's it's a quadrophenia, but oh still. Oh my god, dude! I was gonna fucking fight. <laughs> oh right. man, I like it. Where, where are we? Sorry. <laughs> well, I think we're ready for Jason's uh, number one. Yeah, I think yep. we're I think we're at number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna bring it all down with the fucking saddest song they have. Sweet. Being oh. a, no, it's probably not the saddest song. There are some pretty but sad being songs. a dad and have like having a dad, like my dad's 81, like he's probably you know not to jinx anything, but you know at some point I gotta consider the facts, and it's just like I, I have fucking no idea until today the lyrics on this fucking song. Otherwise, man, it was just a song that kind of starts off like a. It almost reminds me. There's a 
Oh, fuck. Soul, there's a soul asylum song. Or not soul asylum. Uh, Heaven, let your light shine down. Down. Mm, down that's a uh, collective oh. soul. Yeah. There's the start of that song almost reminds me of this song. And then there's a hardcore, like, glam vibe to this, almost like Bon Jovi level to me. And then, obviously, the super catchy chorus. It's Fallen. Mm, and yeah. it's one of their bigger songs. I, I looked. It's it's a big-ish song. And it's a song to his fucking dad, who apparently has passed away. Oh, that's and I don't that. know how I didn't know that, because he says father in it, like, four or five times. Like, he says son in it a bunch of times. But I think I was just so wrapped up in the music, like I usually am. I'm so wrapped up in the music, I didn't even fucking listen to the lyrics. Yeah. And I was just like, God damn, like, I've read the fucking lyrics. And I mean, I got all fucking emotional on it, dude. Like, fuck. Like, because also, this is a song that I would want my, like, almost any dad would want their son to write to them. I, like, it's sick as fuck, dude. Like, I, I mean, this is one for sure. I'll just, you know what? I never listened to Volbeat before, but I'll continue to listen to this fucking song from here on out. Yeah, you know, I, I just realized that. Remember, I said they played uh, "Light Away" at a funeral. It was his dad's. Oh, really? Because oh. apparently his dad was a big fan. I remember reading now. Yeah, I'm sure. He got into the Elvises and all that, mm. and Johnny Cash from his folks because they were big. They they played mm. that music all over. So that's where the his interest in metal met there. His you know growing up around that music from his folks. So that's what his dad was a big fan and a supporter. And uh, that's what, that's the funeral now. I remember seeing that. So it all kind of ties together. That shit makes sense. Well, they, yeah, there's this fucking part in the lyrics, too, where it's like, uh, it's something about, like, he's he's writing it on his desk. He's looking through here, too. Oh, I think I found it. Promise me, my son, you will always will. Cherish you, cherish what you love believing in. Never lose your values. Stand up for the day. Oh, dear father, I thank you for the years. I'm writing this song on your desk. Together we can make it through the day. Motherfuck, I didn't have the full lyrics open. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she kept reading. I'm like, where the fuck is that? Yeah, I didn't have the full lyrics open. But yeah, he's talking about like writing this song on his fucking dad's dad. I fuck, dude. If that don't tug on the fucking heartstrings, dude, mm -hmm. I don't fucking know what does, dude. There's something wrong with you. I'm heartless, and that fucking got my strings. <laughs> you <laughs> that, that's got to be one of those ones you clip out right there, right? <laughs> you can hear his emotion when he's singing some of those oh, chorus parts too, like pretty awesome. intensely. Oh, yeah. so good, man. Like this easily. I mean, this was one I was like, yeah, this is going to be high on the list for sure. This was the one that I caught myself at work. Like no matter what song, you know, we got fucking Lady by fucking Little River Band playing. I got fucking, you know, Bee Gees, but whatever. But, like, I mean, all these fucking, you know, classic rock tunes that I've been listening to and loving for, you know, fucking 30 goddamn years, 40 years, some of them, like, and all of a sudden I'm just standing there. And this fucking song, or just sometimes this melody line, you know, or one of the riffs or whatever, and it's just like, holy fuck, like, why is the song so stuck in my head? And there is some of, the, some of it, like, the riffy, like, the glam shit, it reminds me, there's some in the vibe of the song where, like, I get this feeling of, like, what, how I used to feel when I listened to some of those glam songs. In particular, like Stone, uh, Stone in Love, it, there must be some sort of tie where I was, like, had a specific feeling, and I just remember that feeling of going to fucking Little League mm -hmm. games, you know? And I just remembered there was something else I was going to bring up, and it was this, do you guys think this is a thing? So do you think maybe I'm listening to this song, and one thing that's... 
like drawing me to it is I'm feeling something. So it's making me a little fucking more emotional. And it's because I fucking, I'm not paying attention to the lyrics, but I can still, like your brain's still comprehending the lyrics. Even though you're not consciously listening for the lyrics, it's still hearing it. I could see that. Like, is that a thing? Like you think maybe, so some songs where, especially as a person who doesn't really listen, you know, pay attention to lyrics much. Maybe there are songs like, I don't know, I mean, I know the lyrics to it, but like, say, Purple Rain or something, if I didn't know the lyrics to it, and it's a, it's more than just a beautiful song. I, I talked about it in A Day to Remember, these, there's certain melodies that make you feel something. There, yeah. There's no lyrics at all. Like, the, just the music alone will make you feel something. Oh, yeah. Right? What if some of, there's the same thing with, like, lyrics, but you're not even paying attention to the lyrics, man. Just somehow it's just your brain's comprehending what's happening, even though you're not actually conscious of it. I fully feel like yeah, yeah, your subconscious sure. is like totally honing in on some of that stuff. I think that's really weird because I also think like then that would mean we could listen to music while we're sleeping and it comes back to that thing I talked about on sleep songs where you could like manipulate your dreams. Yeah, yeah, no, for I sure. I mean, they Sometimes. do kind of talk about that with uh, sleeping to I mean, like, like sleep to hypnosis, listen, that's exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah, to listen to certain things while you're sleeping, to to learn or to uh, make some changes in your brain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I was just did, did I ever say this on the show when I when I uh, went to sleep one night and I and I had something really loud in my headphones. Oh yeah, and everybody in your dream was fucking screaming or like yelling, <laughs> trying to like yell over the music. There was clearly some sort of story that was set up. And, like, this elaborate, like, more and more weird characters in, like, different costumes and props and backgrounds and stuff. So there was clearly something my mind orchestrated. Right, right. But they couldn't execute it because they had to shout over the, <laughs> the music. And I was just waking up and I was like, and it was still going. And I was like, what the fuck was happening? What was, I, what, what, what was supposed to then happen? Then you're like, damn, my shit is loud right now. What the fuck? <laughs> I usually have it on four. It's on fucking six right oh now. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, I, easily number one. It's, I guess it's probably not as 50s. But it has a little bit of that in there. That's the thing. It seems like they never go away from either of those components entirely. Mm-hmm. Even in that new stuff, it's just a hint of where they came from on both sides. Yeah, like the thrashy yeah. songs, it's like, oh, it's 50s thrash. Yeah. You know, this little pop punky song, oh, it's 50s pop punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, yeah. You know, this hillbilly song, oh, it's 50s fucking Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he was actually 50s, but it's rock and roll Johnny Cash or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, they, yeah, they don't ever. Actually, you know what? I think they do get away from it, and that's why I don't like the fucking uh, Evelyn. Because I don't okay, hear well, that so much in there. And like, yeah. to me, when I say like it's almost like it's shoehorned in and just doing it just to do it, that's why I think some of the songs that I don't like are some of those quote-unquote heavier songs because I feel like they're getting away from what they are. I could buy that. Yeah, Evelyn in Room 24 gets like pretty far away, too, with, with King. King Diamond. True. Got all that Danish connection. Oh, man. <laughs> Tell me that's not your number one. Mm-mm. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I, I, oh, man, I had a hard time with that, dude. I, was like, I almost, I almost, almost, almost. Well, okay, so there's like only two songs I actually really dig on that album at all. Nowhere near as much as the stuff on the fourth one, or fourth album, or the first four albums. <laughs> and it's that, and I don't remember what the other one was, but that was the only one that really... She sent 
in the in your initial message, it said something like room twenty four will be on somebody's list, and I was like, I thought I don't room twenty four or Evelyn would be for some odd reason. I had listened to it, and all of a sudden, I saw room twenty four, and I was like, oh, Kim Diamond, and then I went back to the message. I'm like, oh, this is the one. I'm like, oh. so just so you know, I fucking don't like Kim Diamond. <laughs> he does not like Kim Diamond. I, I well, do, I was just saying, like between but, the yeah, two like, of you, yeah, maybe. The, but I thought I for sure uh, Evelyn would be like high on his list just because Barney. Oh. I, it probably well, would. I, I, is Barney I had that Boner? In my mind. Is yeah. That's definitely put me down for that. Public. Yeah. <laughs> I am, a, you know, just throwing guesses out there. Yeah, no, didn't, that's fair. That's didn't fair. mean I was going to know. I'm going to specify Barney Greenway, not Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Have you not seen those memes oh, going around, too? Where it's all of Napalm Death and then fucking Dude, Barney's going to. I totally thought you said, like, Barney with a boner. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Uh, but oh, no, it's, it's all ridiculous. of Napalm Death and, like, they're serious, like, photos and then barney's replaced with barney the nice. dinosaw it's only a matter of time yeah it's only a matter of time uh but there's like multiple um i guess on that note my number one is what i consider to be the quintessential 50s vibe that i sought in this band uh soul weeper I think is how it's pronounced, right? I, I don't is know. it Soul Sweeper? I think it's Soul Sweeper. I've seen it both ways because I had to double check really? like five times. Is it Sweeper? It's just like, like having to look at that always woo thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, cause, so that's the thing too is there's two of them, right? Yeah, saw, but one of them's number two. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, okay, let's see what's it. And it's like there's really not a ton of difference in the second one. There's like little different, little, little, little. They're very similar sounding. Yeah. Uh, Different lyrics, similar sounding. Oh yeah, I didn't consider that too. Definitely Um, true. And the the differences in the second one. Google says Soul Weeper. Uh Uh-huh. The video on YouTube says Soul Weeper. Okay. So Spotify is probably someone, someone entered it in wrong. Funny because, so it says Soul Sweeper on both of mine in my playlist. Party. And it's not from Spotify? Oh, wait, Soul, one of them says Soul Sweeper, the other one says Soul Weeper. Oh, that's even better. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like, I'm just catching that. Um, so, the original is Soul Weeper, the other one is Soul Sweeper number two. Oh, man, that's confusing. Dude, and I think, I think that's I why. Just had, we just had a Berenstein Bears oh, moment, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Burr, looking burp. on Spotify, and they both say Soul <laughs> Weeper. So, you know what that is? Like, like as soon as God I found damn. that out, it's like... When they when they uh, when they started importing stuff digitally, it was just they the record companies would have some fucking intern go and okay, rip these CDs, input the info and send them off to whatever the database yeah. is or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. how they've always used it, it's that same database, and so like you had these kids probably some of them just don't give a fuck it's a summer job or whatever, and like because mm-hmm. you know you've seen this song, 20, 30 years the same one way, and then it's just input digitally completely wrong. The Comeback Kids song is definitively The Concept Stays, but on every streaming, MP3, whatever service, it's The Concept stay, or Says. The Concept Says. Huh. Sure, that's not just part of the Mandela effect. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the thing. Like, when I put it in Google, Google I typed in Soul Sweeper, mm-hmm. and it said, did you mean Soul Weeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then I just noticed on Spotify, they're both Soul Weeper. I was like, oh, I'm... I totally read that as Soul Sweeper, and I thought it was so. Like, what the fuck is a Soul Sweeper? <laughs> yeah, is that like cleaning out your soul, like a chakra cleaning. <laughs> soul Sweeper sounds like a goddamn Godflesh like song or something. <laughs> like that, right? It's 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 okay. It's yeah, sister. that does. So don't maybe there has to be something to that. It's it's my uh, it's my Godflesh tribute band. We're we're just doing <laughs> we're, we're playing Street Cleaner back to forth, or maybe it's just one song off of it over and over. I don't know, but like so Soul Weeper, 
the song, the first one off the first album, it was like I heard that and I was like, that's the closest I can get to like what I wanted out of this. This is what I, I was going to have my 50s metal band pretty much sound like. Where it's it's that, you know, what's that O'Donna song from the 50s? Right. It's you know, called it's, O'Donna? Yeah, okay. it's that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's that same rhythm, it's that same vibe, but with a yeah. metallic that chunk. Movie where the, that's it. What's that movie called where the Titanic sings? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they They bust ghosts. What is that? Busted Ghosters? <laughs> what is that know. song? Yeah, yeah. Or what's that movie? But like, that, that, that was as close as I could get yeah. to like what I wanted out of that. Yeah, band. it's and the quintessential sound. Yeah. And um, and so it was between that and Radio Girl. And Radio Girl, awesome song. Yes. And pretty much the other way I wanted it. But it's a little more upbeat. A little bit more fresh and modern. Yeah. Uh, and that, and then Soul Weeper's the closest I got to what I wanted out of that. And that's it. In a nutshell, man. Awesome. Just, I just looked up always woo, always <laughs> dot woo. Yeah, it's supposed to be always comma woo. That's not that much better. I mean, well, it's like the end of a letter always woo. Uh, yeah, okay. it's like it's, okay, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, except it's still woo like Wu Tang. So clan, again, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that's what it means. Yeah, so it's it's again it's some intern just. Yeah, because it's clearly yeah. a period. Well, even like if you <laughs> it's look at clearly some of a the, period on Spotify. Yeah, if you look at some of the 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 names and stuff on there, you get the punctuations off on some of that, and yeah. like like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I may not have gotten some of my some of my tracks in the, <laughs> the most <laughs> legitimate way. <laughs> most legitimate way. It's all good. So I, I heard all the stories there. about fake uh, song titles for shit. Like Jamie Josta, did you ever hear the stories about like talking about like they had <laughs> fake. Uh, Racist names for for some of the hate breed songs when they when uh, Perseverance leaked because like like people were trying to make them think they were a white power band. Oh and, right! And like they were coming up, people were coming up to him with the signing. Why would you have a song called this? It was like, what the fuck? We don't what? <laughs> I I heard there was a story about some band that was putting up like just janky fucking names, trying to get people to not download it. Hmm. That's an and interesting idea. I was like, idea. well, that probably wouldn't work. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah. what's the point behind that so old man gloom when they first came back they they had um they had a version of their album that they leaked on purpose to fuck with the press that had like it was in the wrong order the song names were all different like they were like Mm -hmm. like like cut off at certain points weird and then they put out the real thing and everybody's like what the hell so what they did then was they put out that other version that they faked and they they released them both so and i have both here's the one you're all used to yeah yeah, I mean, like, there's the weird backfire, right? <laughs> but, like, I, I never had, you know, Ramona wasn't exactly booming with great internet connectivity back in the early 2000s, so. For sure. So, stuff like that didn't really happen in my household Neither for the most Alpine, part. Neither was Alpine, but I was still doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, at least Alpine's next to the freeway. Ramona, like, <laughs> I, I had, you okay, have to true. go 40 minutes to get anywhere, let alone the neighborhood. Yeah, you gotta drive 40 in. minutes from Alpine to get yeah. to Ramona. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. My, my neighbors were cows, straight up. <laughs> and cows to be honest, horses. my family was never one to keep up with technology. Yeah. Uh, we, I was 19, I think it was, like, 2000 when we first even got a computer and internet. Nice. So... Oh, dude, I was the Jack Sparrow yeah. of pirating music, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yo-ho! So good at that shit. But, like, like, Man. like, so, like, you would get the album leaks where it's, like, clearly it was for somebody in the press, and, like, it would mm-hmm. say, this is a promotional copy for... Yeah, the little watermarks and stuff? Yeah, in the middle of the song, like, and that's just, like, what would be on I'd find another part of the, the same part, and then, like, fucking that didn't have the watermark on it, and then I would cut out the watermark in, it, in an nice. editor, and then put in the other... The, Dude, it is a whole process. Like, I, uh, all this trouble just to fucking not buy a song. 
kind of reminds me of when I uh, worked at worked at the Hollywood video, and we would get the promotional screeners that would just randomly flash something like that in the middle of the oh. movie, or it would have stuff going along the bottom of the movie the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call this yep. number if you suspect. Or yeah, if somebody if you purchased it, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love. I miss those days. But there are a lot of young people out there who have no idea what that's all about. Yep, they're missing out. As we like to end every show, uh, we go into the top streamed songs on Spotify. For Volbeat, we have... All right, this is all over the place, so let me see if I can get this right. (laughs) Coming in last, we have Die to Live at 6.9 million streams. Again, all these are in the millions, so they're already doing something, right? Well, and that's that Neil song, the guy from (laughs) Clutch. Ah, okay. Yeah, off of their new new album. You know what's weird, though, is that's so much fucking lower than some of the other ones. I know. Like, that kind of tripped me out. Like, there's nine clear-cut fucking massive songs, yeah, and well, then that's number ten. Yeah, well, and this <laughs> right. is the only one that's uh, seven digits. Everything is at least eight after yeah. this. All right, let's see. After that, it is Last Day Under the Sun with 13.4 million. Which is their current radio play song. Mm, okay. There's so, another one that has barely more than that yeah leviathan also 13.4 mm-hmm. mil but it's like it's what is it, one. 20 000 more damn how many songs are called leviathan oh my gosh <laughs> well i had to look up one leviathan band the other night and there was some like like did you mean this other three leviathans and i was just like <laughs> fucking hell man it gets it gets tricky sometimes all right let's see mm-hmm. it looks like after that is maybelline okay see this is where i got tripped off maybelline i hoff to holder maybe Oh, let's go with that. <laughs> 39.8 mil. Uh, oh, wait, no, I missed one. Uh, Fallen was uh, 37.3 mil. Fallen is the turning point that I that I saw coming, because when I heard that, I was like, ooh, this is not like what came before at all, you know, and that's off the, the big album. And it turned mm-hmm. out there was a little more between there and then, but not paying as much attention as I did. I was like, I thought that was like, oh, this is where they're completely changing. And it was really just that one song. Yeah. I can understand. So full discrepancy, this is what I thought was still counting when I saw that. Because I was like, oh, this is like a ballady song, right? And so when I finally did hear it, I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> but like, I remember hearing this because it was on <laughs> it was on Sirius XM all the time 10 years ago. And like, like even though it's not the style I associate with them or like the best from them, I got to admit, it's a catch ass well-made song it really is yeah so it makes sense why it's up there so that's 37.3 mil then it's maybelline at 39.8 mil and then it looks like it's a warrior's call at 80.8 mil Mm -hmm. i don't remember this one that well and i know it's one of their bigger songs but i don't apparently remember it as much as i thought i did i don't know but you said it was one of yours right but the warrior's call yeah Yeah, when he when he leaned into that, man. I'm actually I'm really surprised as, as low as it, I mean as low as it is. I thought for sure it would be probably second. Well, and it has those fight chants in it yeah. too. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, total sports fucking song. Like it, it really is. Not kidding. UFC. <laughs> Hit up fucking Volbeat. Because I know be, the UFC is listening to our podcast. It's right. going to be the new song for the XFL. Or I that. mean, there you go. Yeah. I or that. Yeah. McMahon's, send us money. <laughs> yeah. As if they have li- troubles hey, of their own. They right listen now. to. They listen. Obviously. <laughs> them and Dana White in the same room. Yeah. Together. <laughs> yep. Sharing, it, sharing one head earbud a piece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're 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 thrifty, man. What can I say? Right. That's how they that's how they've been so successful. Come on now. Okay, so the next one, this is a trip uh for For Evit. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, because I'm just like it's, I had to listen to this one. Okay. It is off their newest album, and I think it's all in the It's all in is it Danish. Danish. I, I was and trying to make sure. It features the right a Danish singer slash movie. Well, I think he's a singer, but he's been in a couple movies or something. But it never said what his band is, so I'm assuming he just goes by his name. It's Johan. I really hate saying that because his na- his first name really is Johan. I'm not <laughs> just, just trying to be smart. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not just fucking making that up. Yeah. But his first name really is <laughs> Johan. I just can't remember the last name. Yeah, what's Let his name? Johan. Okay, what, yeah, is it, what is it really? It's no, legit real. a Johan. Yeah. Wowzers. God hey, damn. So that's uh, 87.2 mil. Yeah, and I actually listened to that on my way over here. Yeah. The, uh, the next one is uh, The Devil's Bleeding Crown, which I vaguely recall. Johan Olsen. Wow, that's still... I mean, that's, that's still about as Danish up. as you can get. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Devil's Ble- Bleeding Crown was, br- like, I feel like How it was was got one? brief radio play when... Mm-hmm. Um, that one d- apparently didn't make it into my... When, I remember the, not this recent album, but the one before that. Right. Seal the Deal. When Seal the Deal came out, it was one of the one of the songs that they released. And I kind of... I even heard that one today because I was listening to some of their newer stuff on my way over here. And I remembered it, but it didn't stick in my head enough. Which sums up my thoughts on the last couple albums. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's 91 point, almost 2 mil. Uh, after that, we have Lola Montez, number two. I didn't. Well, okay, telling you, it's a good That's song. That's insane, man. <laughs> ninety-six point seven mil. Ninety-six million. I was wow. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty surprising. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> and then at a whopping number one, by far and away, one hundred fifty-one million streams. Huge. Still counting. With the weird modest mouse, I he think definitely is right. not alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. There are Every a lot asshole of, on the planet's listening to that song. There are a lot of aggro Actually, motherfuckers more, out there. There's more assholes than 151 million. Let's just be real. Truth but, be told, that's Volbeat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah, podcast over. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> stuff. Any closing thoughts from anybody on any of this? It's just. I think it's just a fun ass. I was actually pretty surprised that I didn't hate the band as bad as. Or I didn't think I would hate them, but I also thought I would not like them more than I actually. I don't hate them as bad as I thought I would. <laughs> That's good. That's I'm, pretty good in his in his uh, scale of things. I'm right glad there. I could uh, get you guys listening to something a little bit different. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We're always looking to expand. Also, that's another cool thing, like doing. You know, a show on a band that you're not one, you're not even familiar with, and for two, you're pretty sure you're not gonna like it. Yeah, I pretty, mean, I, I always like them enough, like, like it's, it's just a song at a time kind of thing. So to hear entire mm-hmm. albums back to back, you know, vibing out on on fucking yeah, you're psycho. pocket combs. That's intense. <laughs> I just wanted to see if pocket I could. Combs. Isn't that, I just think of pocket combs, like those fucking switchblade pocket combs with Dude, the nice. gooshers and whatnot. That's, I have a pocket comb in my car for yeah. my beard. But is it attached to a switchblade? No, handle? but yeah, I had on. one of those. You're gonna have yeah, to, yeah. You got to get metalist printed. Fucking switchblade you know, like, co- switch combs. <laughs> Hell yeah. That'll be, that'll be for the deep cut listeners. <laughs> If you ever need any help with promotional items, I'm really creative. I dig it. We'll put you on retainer. <laughs> Fucking hey, It's been a blast, Liz. Thanks for coming and joining us. Yes, here. thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me, guys. As always, you can hit us up on Metalist Podcast on just about all the uh, socials except Twitter for fucking crying out loud. We're Metalist Pod because they didn't allow the cast on there. 
Please say hi to sure. us there. I'm at Yes It Is I David on everything. Jason. Jason Fitness on Instagram and Jason Ten Smith on Twitter. But you might as well just hit up Metalist Pod on Twitter. That's the one I use mostly. That is true. Let us know what your favorite Volbeat stuff is. You know, um, appreciate you listening. Give us a like, Dude, rate, let us review, know if you're subscribe. an asshole. Yeah, let us know if you're an asshole. <laughs> let, let us know if you're still counting all the assholes in your room. Yeah. Let us know. Are you definitely not alone? I'm pretty sure you aren't. Yep, yep. <laughs> Until then, folks, thanks again, and eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. Actually, hold on. Fuck your prayers! Ah, there you go. <laughs> there See you go. then, folks. Bye. Later.